What is up, my Dominerd? Super excited for a wonderful, beautiful, very... This is gonna be a fucking nostalgic type episode right here, everyone. <laughs> Dominerds, episode 3-5. I'm your host, MJ, always accompanied by my buddy over in Canada, sipping that maple syrup. Rod, Dama, what's sir. up? <laughs> What up, nerds? Sipping on that that syrup over here in Canada, <laughs> you know, just chilling. Some some call it syrup, others call it wiggle juice. Some call it gin and juice, you know. But that's what we're <laughs> sipping on for today. Hell's yeah, hell's yeah. If yeah. everyone has noticed, uh, we have a great guest. But before we get into that, let's let's give them the usual the opening. Uh, it is eleven oh three, May twelfth, thirteenth year of Sander here in the Japan time. Rod. Yeah, what do you well, got? over here, it's, you know, I, like I said, I'm drinking the wiggle juice, so it's a little later than that. It's, <laughs> um, it's May 11th, still Monday over here, 7 yeah. p.m., still the 13th year of Sander. Yes, it is. And, uh, yeah, like you said, man, we got, let's, let's like, without further ado, bring out our guest. Dude, fucking... know, he's sitting here smiling at me in the window. I can't, can't keep him quiet anymore. <laughs> Hell's yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, the one, the only... Matt Mr. Ballard. Matt Ballard. Yo, 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 yo. Matthew, yo, Matt, yo. <laughs> what do you like to go by? Uh, I, I usually go by Matt. Like I try, like in middle school, I, it turned into Matt. So I wanted to be like, I didn't want to be little Matthew anymore. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and now I'm kind of like trying to go back to Matthew, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's too deep. Like in some of, in some scenes I'm already in, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, but I'll take I'll take Ballard too. So oh, okay, okay, that's another. One. That's true. That's yeah. true. But 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 when I, but when yeah, I introduced myself to to girls as Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So back to back episodes uh, of the Wenatchee Kenjama team boys. Last episode, we just had Keith on, and now we're having Matt. Mm. This is, I'm just so excited, dude. The fanboy in me is just like, <laughs> so man. Jumping <laughs> up at the walls, just let me out. Dude, I love it. So love excited, it. so excited. And it, we are really excited and happy to have you because there are a lot of people who remember you from back in the day, mm. 20, what would you even say? Like, for me, it was like, 2013, 2014, when I started yeah. seeing uh, that for myself, but I'm sure you yeah. were a team much longer and before that. But yeah, I mean, it, it was definitely because I, I always remember because there was Dama Fest 2013. 13, yeah, like, yeah. That was that, the one, you know. That was when that was when, that, that, that was when everything like kind of had exploded because prior to that time, we had when at Kendama team and we were making videos, but we had never like, tra we haven't really traveled anywhere. And Keith was, but yeah, Keith was on, was he on? No, was he even on track? No, I can't remember, even remember with him, but basically 2013, Kendama USA, Jero had hired me to shoot the Dama Fest 2013 video. And so oh, okay, okay. I went, I went there on Ken USA dime to make the video because I was already like Jero and I had already been talking a little bit and I was already making videos. But then at that time too, we had made a little bit of money through WKT and then we flew 
Nick Mayo, Zach Winters, Alex Loomer. I think Keith went on Ken USA's dime at that time. But we took like three of the WKT boys out, but it, and it was paid through WKT, you know. And so you we guys had make- shirts. Okay, I was about to say, yeah, how did you make shirts. money? No, 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 but we had actually made money prior to that because we used to do like gigs in Wenatchee. Like we were the yo-yo guys. Oh, we, no way. Know? So we, yeah, so we would actually go to, to schools and put on, you know, little shows. And yeah, I don't know. We had made money somehow because when, when we made <laughs> Where We Are, like that was Condom USA sponsored and I got like paid like a very small amount of money. Yeah. And then we also um we also got paid because we did the premiere of the film i was and we sold that, out the yeah. theater and people paid tickets you know it was like five bucks a ticket there was right like, you know and that was huge wasn't it i remember seeing something all like the that. pictures and everything it looked yeah. like there was a million people there yeah so and and we had raffles i think too you know so we had actually, this is funny i was just thinking about this because we like i actually opened up like a new bank account just for wkt and oh, yeah. like it was it wasn't needed whatsoever but at the time you know it just seemed like the next phase and then <laughs> i remember like i really was super adamant about like trying to turn it into this thing and so i told nick like yeah man you gotta be in charge of like the finances of it and what we were like yeah 16 17 <laughs> so you gotta Whoa. be in charge of the finances of this and so then you know he like joined on to this <laughs> to this account and you know i think we did one other thing and paid for you know for some gas money or something like that but but uh yeah that was really like but yeah that that was around the time when everything kind of came together because then that's when i met the chrome fam and yeah. then that was when all that took uh, you know its own direction but yeah, and I think that, that I think that that was also the first time where it really felt like, you know, you're making face in the community, and so it was there was a yeah a particular like coming together at that time, and then just really escalated from there. You know? Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, yeah. so how long before that? Let's go back. Let's meet cute baby Matthew. Yeah. First time yeah, yeah, picking yeah. up first time picking up a Kendama. Where'd <laughs> you get it? Real, Where'd real you big see it? T-shirt on. Oh huge. Two oh. <laughs> XL wolf T. Right, yeah. <laughs> always always in the flip flops. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. Oh my gosh. So what Green started Zora's it all? Only. Green is so, only. So uh I first saw it was really uh, you know, this, yeah, as you said, it's really nostalgic, you know, all, all of these things are quite beautiful. And it's interesting these days to, to see the ways that things come full circle, you know, and now I'm, now I'm seeing not only like literal connections full circle, but also kind of like in, intuitive or philosophical things that are like, they were intuitive at the time, just reasons that I became attracted to something and you're just into it because when you're in middle school and you're at that age, you just do things because you want to, you know, and now like I do things and I think about them a lot more and I've made my own path, but now I see like, Oh shit, how I got into this at that time. That was so me at the time. And yeah. that actually like really exemplifies who, who I am and how I see things and how I come, come to things, you know? So 
2008 in September. September of 2008. Okay. I was, wow. I, I was I was uh I was at a at a Hastings, which is a bookstore that no longer exists. All right. They did right. like books and DVDs. Um, I was in the magazine section, and I was looking through like basically I found this rollerblading magazine, and the rollerblading magazine was called One. Were you, you were in, you were were you into rollerblading at the time, middle school and stuff? Rollerblading was a thing that I was into, but was never good at. Mm. <laughs> it was like I because there was no scene where there was no scene in Wenatchee for rollerblading, and there was really not the right landscape for it either. Mm. Uh, but as with every as kind of with everything in the WKT like childhood, all of us would find. Like basically, if Keith was skateboarding, then I couldn't skateboard. Like if Keith skateboarded, then I rollerbladed. Uh, no. you know, like you guys all like had your Keith, own things Keith, going Keith on. Had a, Keith had a pink Azora, so I had a green Azora. And Nick had a light blue Azora. That was just like an unwritten you know? rule. Yeah, and it just, it just worked out because there was kind of like, you know, five of us who were hanging at the time. And within all things, there's kind of like three to five versions of something <laughs> so it was always like like nick scooter keith skateboarded and i rollerblade you know? oh man and who was just, on the bmx yeah right Flat See, that, that was it. there wasn't enough people for BMX. <laughs> <laughs> but um I, yeah i was like i i was w- just watching a lot of like youtube videos and i had i had um it's not rems but um razor razor i think it's the brand razor anyway I, yeah i but I, I was I blading know. and then, uh, yeah, I found this magazine and I was looking in it at the store actually. And then like, and then I f- flipped through to this picture of, I'm sorry. I could just, I could just see you like, I'm into rollerblading. I want to get into it, but I don't know if I want to spend, uh, 14 bucks on yeah. this. Let me just look through <laughs> it right here. Yeah. 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 Oh, totally. 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 <laughs> Sorry. Dude. Yeah. And, and no, it's great, dude. And literally, man, I, I, I still remember it. I remember yeah. opening this page to this photo of, it was actually young Jero. Wow. And oh, yeah. it's Jero. And there's this really beautiful wooden table, super beautiful. And super dark behind him there's this top light probably just like kind of umbrella soft soft top light is coming down onto him and he is like propped with his like arm on on the table and his and his fist like against his hand and he's just looking at the camera and then beside him is a stack of kendamas which are stacked horizontally on top of each other so like oh. with the with the tama mm. or with ah. on the big cup and then they're stacked yeah, like, like they're one all on like one side and one like staggered this. lunars but not what, lunars because they're yeah, flat and, and what was tight was like <clears throat> they were all they were like pretty much all mugens and then maybe there was like a tk16 and then some of them were just like oddballs like there was this one that was just painted completely gold you know, someone had just like done it themselves, you yeah. know, and there was one that was like totally black. Yeah. And so there was just these stacks of like really individual, like highly personal, you know, basically they're these like sculptures because I didn't even know what it was. Yeah. But it was yeah, like yeah. really interesting to me because it was like, 
this person who's just looking so like seriously at the camera, like in this photo, it's like super young Jero and he's just looking at the clothes, like so just cool looking. And beside him were just like these weird sculptures. And I'm like, what, what is that? And so basically I, I started reading through it and it said, as a rollerblader, we're all familiar with lag time. Like it's part of our community that we're always waiting around for people. Like we're, we're waiting for people to, to come to start the session and, or this or that. And we yeah. always have time waiting for the lagging. batteries to charge again. And so <laughs> exactly. And so the cure for this lag time is what's called a kendama. Wow. And it basically said like, I can't describe to you what the feeling of playing kendama is like the only way I, I can describe it as it's as if you landed an ollie over a stair set for your first time. It's that, you know, and like I was already hooked, <laughs> obviously, you know, <laughs> yeah. and it, and it actually went on. What was really beautiful about this one, one page article was that it went on to describe the, a brief mythology of Kendama in the rollerblading scene. And so it mentioned, I think it mentioned Alex Broskow, Brosco, but I, I can't remember, but it's, I specifically remember it said something about the godfather of American Kendama, Colin Sander. And it said, you know, says even like blading how people have styles and things they're known for it's the same with kendama with the high level precision blah 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 yeah the godfather colin sander even to the beat making of clicks from montre livingston and montre livingston was was another rollerblader who is totally insane and I, pl I also played drums and I was also beatboxing. Like this is all my, you know, my middle school childhood just wrapped up into one. And it's talking about this thing that you can carry in your pocket that has complete infinite creative possibilities for you 24 seven. And it also already has a mythology around it where people are using music or even creating music with it, you know? And like, if you even type in Montre Livingston Kendama, you can't find anything. But like in the scene, people knew because he would be playing Kendama at like, you know, at the, at the meetups or whatever you want to call them. Yeah. And like, if you watch through, I tried to go back recently because I remembered that I had found a few clips of him playing Kendama, but like you have to go back to like 2008 and watch through all of his videos from 2008. And uh, like, you'll find one or two clips of him doing Moshikame and like doing it in this like kind of way. But like the fact that there was this like mythology around him making beats out of out of his Kendama was just like so fascinating to me, you know? So I, I dude, I literally remember, and I'm not, I'm not saying this like just to be nostalgic, <laughs> like for the sake of it, but I dude, I literally remember looking at this thing and thinking this is my thing this was made for me and i'll and then so i i, I got the magazine i bought it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah it moved you so much you needed an article 
I needed it, you know? And so then I, uh, I went home, started looking up videos. Yeah. Who do I find? You know, of course I look up Colin. Colin was on like edit five at the time or something like that. Um, so I watched through all of Colin's videos and then I found Shimadera-san. Ooh. Watched Extreme Kendamatrix, yeah. Watched through every one of Shimadera's videos. And it was like with each person I was watching, there was a new like level of, you know, part that was like touching me, you know. Yeah. Because... You know, and it was also for me, just Kendama was like the entry into Japanese culture, right? So watching Shimadera was like the first time watching someone move like that and focus like that, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I remember having a really strong impression watching him and watching his type of like breathing and the way that he moved, you know? And also the way that he posted videos even, you know, because it was just one trick in normal speed and then in high speed. And like the high speed didn't even speed up. It was the whole thing, right? So it's like you would watch and meditate on the way that, you know, if you're just, it's like Rod, like like your thing where if you're like this, and then you just like flip it around, flip it around your hand for all the people that are just listening. Oh, to it's like a scramble, yeah. Scramble. If you're, if you're holding the and you know? spin it around. Yeah. 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 Dude, like you would just watch him do a scramble at 240 frames per second. And you were just convinced that this person was defying gravity through their focus, <laughs> you know. And I just, dude, I, you know, I was like watching everything. And, and but then I finally came upon... To me, the greatest edit of all time, which is Kendama Edit 2, Part 1 by Kendama HK. Oh. Kendama Hong Kong. Mm. To me, to me, best edit of all time. And that was that was like I saw that and the, the deal was done. Like literally, you know. <laughs> because it, it it brought together the videos I had seen of I was watching of Colin of Shimadera and then bringing it into this, to this thing that was just so otherworldly and beautiful. And they were also with a high speed camera. And I remember like, there's this one shot in the beginning where when they're all playing with Mugens, but they're, they're playing at the park and this really amazing track. And he just would go from lighthouse. He was like, he, I think he goes loud into slow motion right is the right and so it's like right as he lets the tama out of his hand it goes into like 300 frames per second and it just the the ken and the tama slowly come away from each other and it was like right on this part of the music where it was like a spaceship was like taking off like in the track (laughs) and the two just come apart in slow motion and he just reorients his hand in slow motion to grab it and you see the hole come around super slow motion 200 frames per second and you watch him you watch him watch the tama yeah to go in you know oh, yeah, yeah yeah and dude there was like that and one other crazy move where and i don't know his name or this other guy's name but it's worth noting um 
that Smorchan was a part of this crew. Oh, yes. oh yeah. So he was like OG part of this crew, and he was all, they were doing like absolute bangers at the time already, which is which is just totally mind blowing to me. But there was this insane move that like was something for me that you know was just one of these moments like was ingrained into my mind forever where he just from holding the tama starts to pull up an airplane the airplane's coming up and the tip of the spike touches the tama halfway and sends it into a half rotation up and over into lighthouse okay and the way and the way the thing is like when you know it's like when you first try lighthouse it just lands there and it sticks there and you don't move because like if you try to move it you lose it at the start <laughs> right right, right. Yeah, you yeah. Know, you just you just want it to land there and then you got it and it's there and there's yeah. something really beautiful about that and that was how that was how that move landed where the the ken came up the, the tip touches the tama and it just flips around just a slap just in the lighthouse flaps and just sticks there and it was literally this like magic you know defying gravity and it just like it, everything just lined up and it just stuck there you know and and that was like the thing for me that was like these moments of anti-gravity you know hot like what is the probability of this landing here and just sticking and it's playing to this like crazy song and it's all on the beat and there's they're just chilling at the park and that edit is yeah. like crazy colors too and they're wearing masks and they're like like it, oh, yeah. it, it was everything you know so there were so many different so you saw so many you're exposed to made three major styles of kendama through those videos right collins shimadera's yeah and yeah. Kendama HK. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, so you're able to see almost like which which way to almost um, create right. your own style or what path you would like to go down. Dude, yeah, it's that, that's really interesting because like now to look at it, that was def I mean, just style-wise in terms of playing. Yeah. And you look at just how things went for me and for us as a, as a crew, like it was definitely the combination of the three of those people for sure. Man. I was going to you know. say, too, like last uh, last time we were recording with Keith, we were talking about some of the old WKT videos and stuff and some of your old edits that you can only watch on right. the, the old WKT Facebook. On the right. Facebook page, yeah. So I quick uh, took a quick lurk on there, and I was watching mm. the very first video you ever posted on there, which I believe was yeah. your first edit. And yeah. uh, one of the tricks you did was from Lighthouse, and you do like a half flip, like spike tap back to Lighthouse, or maybe it's pull up. But either way, it was one of those spikes. Yeah, something like to that. That's exactly what you were just describing, but yeah. you did it. like well, which, I, I don't know how close always, those were, but like obviously just after. like It's very clear that that was something that inspired you after. That, dude, totally. That, you know? I mean, I, I, could, I could talk about that idea in terms of – now, for me now, I could talk about that idea as it relates to film and, and art in general. But like I love – to me, I love – I love the fact that like you're not totally in control for a brief moment mm-hmm. and that something landing isn't up to, isn't quite up to you for, for a, for a moment, right? Like obviously there's a, a style of, of play and precision where like you're totally, you're just dialed and you're really like you, you're in control all the time. But when it comes to film and photography, I mean like the, the, the greatest photographers from like, 
from the 40s through the 60s, it was about like capturing a single moment that that only existed in like one frame. Yeah, and like there's something accidents. about this idea where like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Happy accents had Henry Cartier-Besson. <laughs> um, I love that, you know. I love that like you can make up a trick where it partially was up to chance, you know, and that there was just some like basically you were being gifted by the universe like to land it. I really okay. liked that. I really liked like at, I always like early on, I liked adding, I liked having that kind of, you know, aspect of it. The gamble almost at risk. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, so was there a lot of times that you were filming a trick at where you would just give up on like, you're like, all right, that's like, <laughs> I've been going for however many hours it's not going to happen. Or would you be like, all right, put it on pause. We'll try next you know, tomorrow or something. Well, back in that time, we used to, we used to shoot tricks, you know, one trick for hours and hours and hours. And there was like, there was time, there, it was so interesting. I remember a time when we first met the, like the Chrome guys before it was even Chrome, like, and we were talking with them and we'd be like talking about shooting. And then they would, I think I was shooting them or something and he'd be trying for like two minutes, you know, it's like with Tokyo or Matias or something. And then be like oh maybe it's not maybe it's not the right trick and i'll be like what are you i've been going for two minutes bro like we're, <laughs> we're out here shooting for yeah. four four hours like, yeah that's not how this works <laughs> you know and you know over time it was funny just to realize that not everyone was doing that but at the time like we, we have we have record of us like trying six hours on one trick like relatively frequently and wow there there was um the one trick that later on really haunted me and i had like a really tumultuous relationship with was triple inward lunar flip <laughs> mm. and 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 that ended up being kind of one of the like in a weird way highlights of, of my like dhamma like you know uh life if you will because I ended up being like the first person to land that trick and Frazier and I kind of were like, he had done double. And then I, I think he did double first and then like I got double and then it was kind of like, who's going to get triple. You know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, but that was a trick that I, I, I gave up on a few times. And I remember one time in, in the basement of my parents' house, I tried it for six hours straight. And I was so mad, yeah, so mad. <laughs> and I used to get really mad playing kendama. Like that's easy, you know. Yeah, and yeah, I tried totally. It for six six <laughs> hours, and I and I gave up, and I swore that I would never try it again. And I, and I was playing, and I was doing it on a green Uzora, just to put out there, you know. <laughs> Anybody would give up. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> and so so what happened was like two weeks later. I was at Keith's house and we were just jamming and Keith was doing a lot of lunars and he had this particular pink Azora, this particular one that somehow was just the one. Yeah. Know, just had perfect balance. <laughs> the lunar dama. And, yeah. and the, the, the paint, the paint was somehow just stickier and it literally 
I'm not kidding you. Like the tom felt like a marshmallow. Wow. <laughs> like it, it was just so soft, like the paint. Yeah. There's a and few, I've, I have a few JKA buddies where, um, they've shown me an Ozora of theirs and the paint is like you said, it's like, there's like a, like a softness to it. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, which one is totally. this? He's like, I don't know. Yeah. It's just a normal Ozora that I got. And sometimes you, it turns like it turns into this. I'm like, that's fucking crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, and man. so he, he told me, bro, use this Kandama and do triple inward moon flip. And I was like, and I, and I, and I, and I was, I was like, I was like, no, bro. <laughs> I was like, I, love I told it. you, no. I was like, Lord I of the Rings. I'm done with, I, was like, I told you I'm done with that trick. I'm not doing it again. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, dude, he's like, just give it like five minutes, bro. Just use this Kendama. Give it like five minutes. Just, just go for it. And I was like, fine, I'll try it. Okay. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so I set up the camera and then, yeah, like pretty quickly within like 10 minutes on this magical pink Azora, I like got it. Um, and I touched the string, but I didn't even care. <laughs> Cause, and I remember at that time, the string touch was like a really, you know, controversial yeah, at that yeah, yeah. time. Very and even like within that trick, there was like some call outs on it, but I, I landed the inward and then I went to lighthouse and I do it, but it was literally like. The string was over the top of my hand when I got to Lighthouse. All right. And I, and I was and I was literally like, I've worked my whole life on this one trick, and there's no way I'm gonna let the string fuck me. And I remember it having this instantaneous thought, like I'm not risking my life's work on the string. Whoa. <laughs> my life's work. And so I moved the string, and like it kind of didn't. It went like halfway, you know, and then like. I was I, I, I like <laughs> I hit it a second time, oh, and then oh, you know, man. and then I landed it. This the the, the clip is, you can find the clip. It's it's really kind of beautiful because I like I tried to play it cool, and I like I walked off the camera, and then in the shot there's a, a window reflection, and <laughs> I I exit the camera frame, but then me and my buddy just come in for the big hall of all. You them, that's so good oh. that's so good <laughs> and so that's funny you said you and uh you york when you were me Razor. yeah Razor, sorry yeah you and yes Razor. i actually i remember dude like we were at, in my mind i thought like Frazier was going at it at that exact moment, like we were both mm -hmm. going for who can do triple and lunar first right now. <laughs> and so I remember it was like, Keith, we got to put this out right now. And so we literally went up into to his to his computer, edited it just into a single clip. Yeah. And put it out on Facebook just to like claim it. And then I ended up like, you know, years later talking with Frazier about it and he was like oh no dude I was never gonna try that trick that was like that shit was too wild <laughs> because we were also both trying to double stilt flip first oh yeah I think it was yeah and so we were about to do like dub stilt and I remember yeah but I remember specifically with triple inward lunar that I did 
we were, yeah, we had this like thing and I remember we spoke about it one time. It's really funny. <laughs> but nice. so, so I was always wondering, cause like we're like experiencing Kendama for the first time over here in North America and like with mm-hmm. like the invention of the internet yeah. and all that shit. And we're able to like share our accomplishments and stuff like this and be able to say like, we right. claim this. So how yes. many people do you think, Dude, I like I don't I don't know I don't know I don't think so either but I'm just No curious. no because <laughs> like dude I mean even even like um I, um Akira and mm. yeah and and uh free 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 kendama freestyle kendama uh freedom kendama freedom kendama yeah one of my and like anyone anyone you could watch they 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 didn't even do single lunar flips at the time but you couldn't even find a single lunar flip the only person like who was doing Kendama lunar flips did. oh you're right no no you're right you're right i think yeah right. Done a, he did a lunar flip mm-hmm. but colin he had done like what edit was it where he had done like lunar flip like inward lunar and then to inward lunar flip or something like that mm, i can't remember I but, I but, remember but, something like that yeah. yeah but i remember that like in north america the lunar was really like taking off, like that particular trick it was, was landing off no i think you're right i'm just like i i, I always have to wonder because you know there's so much undocumented right. history and like like we we're talking with dero yeah. about his apparently his he's half japanese right and mm-hmm. so he right. was saying he first brought his dama home and his mom was or his parents were like you know you know what's really good with that was your grandma and like right, no matter right. no matter what trick he showed them, they'd be like, "Yeah, it's pretty good." But uh, old uh, grandma, yeah, he, he told me that. Yeah, not yeah. like that. <laughs> so it's That's like, amazing. And so who knows? Maybe Zero's grandma was slapping quad loon flips. Man, who fucking knows? I don't know, dude. For real, well, I'm, I, I'm just hopeful. I'm maybe maybe I'm too hopeful. <laughs> I mean, you look at like, yeah, the 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 history of even in the books of like even in Japanese kendama books yeah and like old dojo like what they've taught in dojos and stuff and you like i mean but that like that goes back to this earlier conversation we were having pre-podcast about like the form of the japanese kendama and how what kind of tricks you would do what the whole mentality behind it was right Mm -hmm. so it wasn't like big cups weren't optimized for this high energy slapping to yeah. land you know totally that wasn't that wasn't what the kendama was like made for like it got turned into that right right like into a spin to win you yeah. know contest but yeah. but it's like old school it was about, uh, old school it was about like pers- they were just like yeah. created with like yeah. broken s- surfboards and they're just like just to yeah. get yeah. from this place to that place so i can go ride surf. yeah yeah not to totally. pop ollies and do flips and shit. Yeah, right. Totally. Yeah, it's totally. a good analogy. But 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 it always like specifically with that edit with the with that Kendama HK edit, that one more so makes me wonder, like what was done over there because because that that's in oh, two thousand eight, yeah. bro, and yeah. like mm-hmm. that stuff was the like really interesting stuff. You totally. Know? Like like Smorchan does. Base cup, dub gunslinger, base cup, dub gunslinger spike. Ooh. And it was like, and he all, like, he had also did 
face cup. And then he goes sideways under Gunslinger. So he like flips it and then comes this way, Gunslinger. Like, and I, I, I think, I can't remember what, what? He, where he went to, but I remember he, he would do these, oh, I think he would just like do it and he would do it like off axis. So it'd be like 45 yeah. degree off axis and then Gunslinger and then just like come back to base cup. Ah, uh, okay, okay, yeah. And, and that was always some, you know, it's like, the, it was those things that later on I was like, I was really trying to experiment with like and there, there's some old edits where I was doing these like upside down, like gunslingers. And that was all like, that was still, everything went back. Like that edit was the Bible for me. Like everything just went back oh, to, yeah. you know, this, this weird like airplane tip and it's like sideways gunslingers, everything in slow motion, you know, it was all uh-huh. like, everything came out. Like they were even doing slate. Ch- Do we even still call it a slate chain? I mean, we still call it a slate chain. We're just more ashamed of it these days. I feel like, <laughs> yeah they, 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 I, I think i think they were the first i don't know but that was that was the first place i saw it because at the very mm. end so there's part one and then there's a part two and at the end of part two they do a sleigh chain and i'm trying to remember how they i can't remember how they end it but i remember seeing that and that was also a big inspiration for me because i was like wow there's three people here playing with one kendama. Yeah, right? You know. Things that you never like, even thought of yet, never mind. Yeah, tried, yeah. Right? Yeah. Totally. Anyway, yeah. So I, I, I didn't even say like, I eventually, I mean, I'll just compact it, but basically, yeah, I got this like janky kendama. After watching all these videos, I got this janky kendama from like, Holy from, shit, uh, we've been on the grind for like 40 minutes. <laughs> you picked up that <laughs> magazine. question. Hell we yeah. didn't even. We didn't, let's see, oh, so <laughs> the first Kendama. <laughs> so you bought one. I was, yeah. I was going to follow up with how much, how much of these videos did you watch before you're like, I need to buy one? Or did you look at the magazine, you bought one, and then you're like, what can I do with it? go let me search online yeah dude i think i was like i was watching videos for like a week and then my brother had did a trip to seattle like to seattle and we were in wenatchee's wenatchee like he went to seattle he went to this japanese store and saw a kendama in like in a package but it was a really janky one you know Mm, like a tourist kendama yeah but like the like (laughs) The worst one. <laughs> 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 there, 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 there's a there's a video. Oh, it's on. I think it's on my Ballard Chrome Instagram. I think there's a video of me like 11 years old or whatever, like playing with it, and I just go like big cup, and I do can flip back to big cup, and then I just walk off the, the frame. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I got one of those. I played it for like two days, and then went, and then immediately went to goods from Japan. Mm-hmm. yeah and got uh and i got a green azora and then i was like green's my color so i was just okay green's the one for me you know and then so nobody else in the when actually was allowed no. to have a green azora eh? no that's it no you yeah, all, yeah oh damn yeah so exactly. did you, just like unspoken <laughs> so did you did you pick it up first and then you were showing keith okay, and so, nick right 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 so how did it work? I think it was like, I had seen the video, like I was watching the videos and then I went to Keith's house and I was like, yo, check this out. And then he was like, I have one. And I was like, what? And he's like, D- I think there's one in my basement. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, because he's like half Japanese. Because he's like, I think there's one in my basement. And so we went to his basement and we found one. And I, I can't remember if it was like an Azora or TK or if it was some janky one, but there was one there. And basically I remember us like competing over Big Cup. I, I actually never remember first, yeah. I never remembered this until this moment right now. Like I remember <laughs> us trying to get Big Cup. And I remember like the progression of Big Cup was so fast that yeah. I remember being like jealous because in literally a minute and a half or two minutes of him doing Big Cup, he, he was getting better at Big Cup than I was getting than I was in, in my one triad. So yeah. I was like, no, 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 you like, all right, my turn, you know, and I'm there. Because you guys only had the one. You know, but then like you do big cup for like 120 seconds and all of a sudden you're starting to get kind of good at big cup. Yeah, yeah, You know, and I remember us just like starting to give it back and forth right then. Right. And then, yeah, and then I got, and then I think I got one and, but yeah, I remember it's like, I think we picked up the, we started that was like the first session, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Epic. That's it, yeah. man. So then, so you said most of the videos, like all the first few or whatever, were all kind of Facebook videos. Like you're saying, like kind of just getting them up there so you can kind of lay claim to stuff and kind yeah. of get, get your, your like accomplishments or your thoughts, I guess, on Kindama yeah. out there, right? Essentially. Yeah. Um, yeah. So at what point, like, I guess at what point and like what kind of made you make the switch in your mind from like that kind of mentality of filming to being like, yo, I'm going to make a fucking video and like something that's like yeah. cinematic and like take some time yeah. to like take shots and things. We were also skiing at the time. Mm -hmm. And so I came in through the like visual, visual literacy through skiing videos yeah, so, so you guys were already making videos and stuff before you found Kendama. Yeah, yeah. So we were making ski videos before, and I think, pro yeah, and it, it was kind of starting to happen more or less simultaneously because, like, the very first skiing videos we, I, I made were around the same time as, like, the start of the Kendama videos. So, okay. But, like, skiing obviously had progressed so, like, 2008 was like the height, like the golden years of skiing. And so there was a lot of videos being made at the time and edits, you know, like same sort of thing, like legendary edits kind of thing. So they, they being put on YouTube or just for those were video? on. So basically around that time, there was a, there's still a skiing forum called new schoolers. And that was basically where I lived for years. <laughs> it was on this skiing forum. And I would, I, I, you know, found everything through that forum. You know, I like read about weed and shit for the first time on like on this forum. Yeah. <laughs> but basically started watching these videos and started to, you know, and then Colin was making edits. Colin was the one who was making edits to music at the time. And there was that one Kendama USA original edit the OG edit with all the bladers was that was yeah, out. Yeah. Hmm. So there was a few, there was enough fuel to start the fire. You know what I mean? Like there was just enough uh, things out there already that there was already a, a little bit of a, like 
yeah, visual literacy to ride on in, in a sense. And then what happened was like Kendama USA, they had their one pro team at it. And then there was Kendama HK. And then, so it made sense since it was like a group of us playing to start making like a communal edit. Mm-hmm. And basically I, we were at Zach Winter's house one day and what happened was I had the, like basically I had the idea to, to make a move, like a movie because we were watching skiing, like skiing at the time was doing yearly movies, like seasonal movies yeah. for like a crew, you know, and so we would watch those and then it just made sense. We're a crew. We play Kendama all the time. We should make them like, we should make a movie. So I remember in this, I remember this day at Zach's house late at night coming to him or Keith or something and just being like, guys, we, we should make a movie. And then they were like, yeah, cool. I was like, yeah, we're going to make the first Kendama movie. They're like, yeah, let's do it. And so that was what prompted the start of like the WKT Facebook group page. Mm. And we had already on some school trips that Keith and I had went on and with another friend of ours, Jacob Ressler, who was also part of WKT, the Birdman, as we call him. Birdman. Like we were already, we had already shot in like a number of clips for an edit already. So then we made the Facebook page. And I think maybe Keith or I had made some videos per our own like personal Facebook pages. So then once the idea for, I think it was, yeah, because I think it was like we had the, the idea for the movie first for Count Me In, what mm-hmm. became Count Me In. But that's what prompted to like make the Facebook page. And then we kind of had that one edit that was already, it was called like, it was just called the WKT edit was the name of it. But we had that on the back burner and put that out kind of first. But okay. basically um, what was funny was like, I remember for a long time deliberating over what to call ourselves because like, it was like, what do we, what should we be called? You know? And we went through a, a name, like a, a, a few various different name tries and I'm, I'm so glad that I had some <laughs> sense at the time because, <laughs> be, 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 because I just remember having the thought like, why don't we just be the location Kendama team? Cause that, that hadn't existed yet. Yeah. Yeah. So totally. cause it was just Kendama USA pro team. And then there was the Kendama <clears throat> HK crew, but there was no blank Kendama team as a name. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is so basic so straightforward there's no way this is ever going to go out of style so let's just be wenatchee kendama team boom finalmente done like (laughs) and so that was just the decision was that we're going to be wenatchee kendama team and then we had a friend what were some of the uh the bad names that that i'm trying trying, trying to remember but there's a really it's funny the only thing i remember is that the saber tooth slayers no, no, there, there, maybe I shouldn't say, maybe I shouldn't say this, but like Chrome, I, I know that Chrome Kendama at one point, there was something like Lionheart Kendamas was like on the table. Wow. Before Ooh. Chrome Kendama became Chrome. Yeah. Before, other name, also before like, Lionhead, I hope. Yeah. Yeah. There, yeah, was, there, yeah. Was, there, there was something like 
Lionheart or Red Flame or something like something like that. I, yeah. like, I don't remember the other names that we went through. Um, like, cause it might've even just been decided that same night, you know? Um, <laughs> but, I never got yeah, the most big cups first, got to, got to choose. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <literally. laughs> so, and then, yeah, count me in was made. I can't remember exactly when that kind of, well, no, we started that in 2010, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it was 2010 when we started WKT. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sounds about right. Yeah. Cause then I think it was like that summer cause we shot count me in over one summer. It's basically three months. I'm just playing Kendama really hard every day and shooting and then did that. And then the next summer did where we are. So maybe that was, yeah. So, some 2010, 2011, something like that. Mm-hmm. But we basically, but basically like we were in school at the time. So it was like, there's summer. We don't have anything to do. Let's make a movie. You know, yeah. that was both how like count me in and where we are happened. Cause like mm-hmm. we have three months off. We're just chilling in the parking lots every day anyway. So it's just. Yeah. We, we saw, we saw the message, buddy. The, yeah. Are you in? Yeah. Count me in. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, dude. yeah. <laughs> yeah no one's doing homework. Everyone's just fucking, you know, Keith's yeah, doing yeah. flips on his trampoline. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's yeah. just so good. And I was, I first, actually, I saw them in reverse for me. I, I right. Yeah. I watched where we are. Cool first and then i found out that there was count me in um and it was just like how did you find these how did you so through youtube so for me like i started playing kendama like 2008 and Mm -hmm. i was in japan at the time so it was a normal thing for people to know what kendama was so i didn't really search around for it and i i don't know why it took me so long but it was like seriously like a year or two passed before I even thought of like, let yeah. me search on yeah. YouTube Kendama. And it might've been yeah. like, like seeing somewhere like a Kendama USA, like, it, oh, there was a USA Kendama. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And then that branched over to finding that one. Cause like you were saying, they were sponsoring you for, to make those right. videos. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So when I saw those, I thought you, you were the, the Kendama USA team. Cause oh, I didn't yeah. even know about Kendama USA team. I saw you right. guys first. Right. Well, because where we are did like, yeah, it had the Kendama USA logo on it. Yes. And yes. they also posted it onto their like blog thing, which is like the most OG blog of all time, you know? <laughs> so yeah, they were, yeah, that would be really confusing. I get that. <laughs> yeah. But I remember yeah. just being so surprised because the dude, for me, like hands down that made the ch- laid down the tracks for what Kendama edits were going to be like what people mm. were going to think about when they're thinking about how to shoot it. They're going to fucking do slow-mo or they're going to like get like, mm-hmm. what is it called? Like a trolley, a track to like pan right. over or yeah, if, yeah. if they're yeah. going to match colors of their t-shirts with their damas, right. like <laughs> there was so much that I feel I, that you put, maybe it was just because it was so long. So you put like everything you could in these videos yeah. that now everyone's like, that's what it's gotta be. Of course it's evolved into different stuff, but that was like almost the, the base mm. of what Kendama edits or should be. I thought at the time. And I, then like once wow. I found out you were doing it when I like, cause again, right. 
Count Me In was after where we are. So uh, you do you doing that little interview, sitting in your chair with your like sideways hat, right? All the pajamas right. next to you on that table, <laughs> right. oh my and I'm God, like, Joel. this little Joel kid made. I'm like, this little kid filmed this shit, like, because I was like, it is so well, <laughs> so well shot, so well edited, produced. I was blown away. When did wow. you start that route? Because yeah. it seemed like you were more into like of course you were into both kendama and cinematography but like like where do you get these nasty ass cameras to film with yeah and all this editing software (laughs) to make that's that's such a such a beautiful edit dude it's a thank you for all of that (laughs) i had i I have you know i never have any idea how people respond to things or how it it has an impression on someone and so hey dude if you stick if you stay around on social network you know you'll be able to see those comments of how awesome it is (laughs) wow yeah it's insane man it's interesting because a lot of like frankly you know it's the question that question is so interesting because now i like i work in film as a cinematographer so but still especially with where we are that's like one of my most proudest things ever right even even 10 years That's later p- that was and, pure and, passion. And, and, and due to pure passion and with the homies yeah you know and just totally i mean as you said it's totally pure you know traveling the world um yeah man it like i could keep going on and on but <laughs> be, be, because yeah that was like when i was just i mean i was just starting to travel just learning how to meet people who I'd never met before, you know, like it was legitimately setting the base for my own like human experience, how I would meet people, how I would talk with people, how I would meet someone who I idolized. You know what I mean? Like doing these things. And because now I'm in such a different world and community, (laughs) like it's crazy to have had that whole life of experiences of things like that like looking up to someone you idolize and meeting them and then it's like been much easier for me now in film to be able to do that because i'd already done that in kendama but um man so yeah basically i was because it had already been kind of happening in skiing when i like it was all it was all happening simultaneously right so it was like skiing and shooting skiing i wasn't like i could ski well but i wasn't like keith was much better at skiing and i realized like that wasn't going to be like basically at the start keith and i were both competitive at that but then he was a lot better and then i was like okay i give up i'm just gonna shoot you know i'm better at shooting yeah 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 and so basically i I started just be shooting and filming and then and that's when you inv- did you invest in cameras at that time? Or you're like, yo, mom, yeah. Christmas present. Yeah, I don't yeah. want nothing. Just give me this new lens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, literally, you know. And there's like a history of like this weird, it was like, it was just post mini DV. So yeah. it's just the time when like digital was just becoming a thing where you didn't have to use tape anymore. Yeah. So I like my, my, uh, you know, generation or whatever, it's just like just post HVX. Like I never used an HVX or had like a GL2, you know, it's like everything just after that time period, if, if we're talking cameras, but basically 
yeah, I had got like a camcorder and, you know, as you said, like just nerding out, looking at videos, found like a way to build my own slider at home. So, you know, yeah. I, I order, I ordered this like one meter slider. It's just, it's actually just a type of like pipe and then worked with my dad to drill holes into it, put these end caps on it, built a carriage for it. And then all of a sudden had a slider. You know? Nice. And there was one that like, I, I have to say there was one person in particular in the skiing world by the name of Will Start, who I really looked up to as a, as a filmer. And he was mentoring me sort of online. Like we had never met before, but when I was in high school, we would talk all the time and <clears throat> he would review my edits and he would, he was telling me, like he was critiquing my edits and giving me like telling me about color telling me yeah, like i remember him yeah. telling me about like complimentary color like warm and cool tones and he's like man you need to learn to color your clips i had uh, no idea what coloring was you know right right and so and like and he like he was shooting skiing and he was always using a slider like and he like his stuff a lot of times was like far away long lens sliding with trees in the foreground and so a lot of that or like for me in particular a lot of the early visual yeah literacy or like things that I was seeing was from edits of his, which were also like really saturated colors. Like all the skiers were wearing these really bright colors, walking in slow motion, things coming out behind trees and revealing people. And, you know, you would see the skiers just walking in slow motion up to the chairs. So there was already this like beginning, middle and end. Yeah. 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 And so seeing that, I, I kind of just brought that into Kendama right. and was like, Okay, how do we create a beginning, middle, and end from someone walking up to the place that they're going to shoot, then landing the trick, and then to to an ending, and then how do we transition to that? Because like Will was already doing that in the skiing world, and then what was great at the time was like I recognized that I had at the time opportunity in something that hadn't really grown yet, and it was really weird because like obviously I I was like. 16 or whatever at the time but i do remember thinking like we can do whatever we want because this hasn't been, become a thing yet right so there's no the rules movie. yeah yeah which is so amazing because now like <clears throat> in my in my world we're always like no this has been done this has been done already you know it was like if we if i bring something from from skiing no one will ever know you know and mm. we can make it our own and obviously you know we did make it our own but that can Kendama in particular became for me the palette to grow with my like with my work with cameras. Yeah. More than skiing. A lot more than skiing. Because like we because we would be shooting for three months straight, like every day. And so there was legitimately especially with where we are i remember in count me and it was just very intuitive like oh we just all right let's just do it and set it up do it with where we are in particular i remember really trying to push certain like cinematic techniques you know like things with the camera like i would put the camera on a glide cam and then shoot with a longer lens and like it's still like there's this is so silly, but there's like two shots in where we are that for me at the time were so small, but like so important for me. And one of them is like 
there's this shot where Hunter Bailey is just like posted up looking out. He's at his cabin and he's just looking out his cabin and like the camera's kind of like coming around this thing and unveiling him. And then there's a shot that counters it the other way where there's his sky blue Azora on the railing. And then the camera comes out on the beach drop. It goes, and then it comes out and it's like a close up on the, just on the, the Kendama. But it's like this long, long lens. The background's blurry. Yeah. And I remember that like that visual quality hadn't been seen like in Kendama yet. And was something that like, I remember just being like, you know, how do, how do, how do we keep doing this thing? Like, that's really interesting. And it, it, it's hard because like, it's hard to time. So, you know, I would only try and fit those little moments in like, in between and there's like another shot where it's so random but basically it's just like the slow-mo shot of our friend scott doing i think he's just doing like an airplane or something but it's with a pink bizarre and it's the same kind of thing where it's just like the camera's wrapping around his shoulder and it's like you just sort of like you don't see the whole kendama it's like you see like a third of it but his hand pulls through the frame so like his hand goes through and you see the ball but then his hand goes over the top of the frame and then you see the string come up through and then you see the kendama come up through. And okay. Yeah. 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 Mm. And I just remember as it relates to like, you know, where the camera, where my camera, you know, whatever went and where kendama was, I was like actively using where we are as like my main thing to just try stuff with the camera and to figure it out and to try slow-mo and whatever and it was really i mean kendama became the thing where i cut my teeth for editing which basically teaches you everything because you see what's good you see what's bad you see how things work together or don't work together so mm-hmm. you know at the end of my kendama career if you will there was like five six like 30 minute plus long edits I had done, you know? So there was just like so much time, like spent editing that that was like really where I cut my teeth. Dude, I can only imagine how much like raw footage you had to go through all those B rolls too. (laughs) Dude. Yeah. Cause I, I remember for count me in, I think, or maybe it was where we are. I remember kind of, I can't find the record anywhere, but I remember trying to record like how much time I spent on the edit and it was like 400 hours. Yeah. Editing. Oh, Something like that. Yeah. Were you the only one editing? Right. You didn't have anyone else. Helping? Yeah. I was the only one editing and I was terrified because it was such, a, because with where we are, no one had seen it until the premiere except me. Well, not even any of Keith hadn't seen oh, it. Damn. None of the WKT members had seen it. My parents hadn't seen it. I was just working in the dark on this ed on this like, you know, 45 minute long edit. And it was my baby, obviously. And (laughs) so, and then we were just going to show it in the theater, you know, we just showed it in this theater. Was that your decision not to show anybody? Yeah. Wow. I don't know why. I don't know why I would never do that now. (laughs) At the time, like I was my decision. And I just remember like, as it started, I just sank down as deep as I could into my chair <laughs> and I just went all the way back and I was so terrified. And then it's the music started 
and it was dead silent in the, in the theater and it sold out. So there was, it was like 400 people there. It was dead silent in the theater. And it just goes, and it was just totally quiet. And I, I had no idea if everyone just hated what was going on or if everyone loved it. Yeah. And then some, someone like as the graphics came up, it was still totally, totally dead silent. And then someone came up on the screen. I think it was like, maybe Nick's like, I can't remember. Nick's maybe the first person that appears on the screen. And I remember just being like, I was down in my chair and I just, and I just went like, Woo! <laughs> 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 he started the first clap. Yeah, the first clap. Just to, just to break the silence. And then all of a sudden someone's like, yeah. And then all of a sudden everyone, like the whole theater just started cheering, you know? And then it was like, each time someone came onto the screen, everyone yeah. was going bananas. Like yeah. the whole like four hundred people in the theater, like just cheering like crazy. But at the start, there was no one. You know. Oh man, that's fucking hilarious. Gold, awesome. dude. <laughs> you started. I, I don't think I've never. I've never oh, told shit. that. But that's that's how that happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but dude, I bet everyone loved it. Everyone like right for all your homies, all your buddies. Oh, and it, it was probably um, um, amazing to see, especially on a theater. That was a big screen, right? It wasn't like yeah, man. someone's was, basement who had a projector. Oh, no, dude, it was like a proper, yeah, like theater, like movie size. Screen, you know. And then with that music screen. bumping that loud, come on, that yeah. must have been like fucking so dude, wonderful. It was insane, bro. People, like, it was crazy. People were... Like what was so great, man? And I, you know, I've never really. Well, I guess like I've seen it. I haven't been to a lot of like big Kendall events in a long time. But I remember like at MKO, I remember there was like some cheering going on for tricks and stuff. But yeah, it's so cool, man. When you like, you have, you know, hundreds of people watching one video. Yeah. Like, you just cheer for everything. Yeah. You know, so it's like. <laughs> anything and it's just like everyone's erupting you know and it's just so stoked <laughs> yeah. hell yeah premieres are early like that and then did like we did this signing and we had all these posters made and then we all went onto the back of these tables and then signed all these posters oh no like, you had just like hundreds of kids and it, we were just on cloud nine you know whoa man yeah, yeah man that's awesome that is definitely, yeah, those, those edits, dude, definitely thank you so much for creating those. Cause not only did you show like, you know, just ridiculous tricks. Like for me at the time getting into Kendama, I was only like, you know, a few JKA things, but not really just from like the, the people in my company that kind of knew about Kendama, just to pull it up, spike. Someone taught me like, oh, you can hold like the Tama and like it goes, the spike goes in. I was blown away. I was like, what the? fuck like because i was holding it like <laughs> yeah. like most comic grip the whole time yeah but yeah. then to see yeah. to see the wkt edits and seeing the ridiculousness like seriously dudes like when keith doing triple lunar flips and stuff i'm just like no like super like so excited to see these things yeah. but also just like this like yeah. you were saying before defying gravity like this cannot be i'm just so amazed like i cannot do that but to see other people yeah, do man. it, showing that, showing Dude. the nasty tricks, the cinematography, but biggest thing of all, the fun that you guys had, that community, that, right. that like com yeah. companionship 
of buddies hanging out, yeah. like getting all stoked yeah. on e- each other, doing these tricks, filming, working together to break, yeah. to make this community. I, like that was probably the best part about it. Mm. That's what I mm. saw. Like we could see connecting with like you and watching um, skiing videos. I'm sure that had the mm. same feeling me growing up mm. skateboarding, watching, you know, a team of skateboarders, doing like traveling together and stuff and seeing that camaraderie. Yeah. That's like the best part. That's almost what makes you like stay yeah. hyped on whatever it is. In this case, Dama. Totally. Totally. Yeah. It's, there's something kind of unique, right? About like, okay, you, one person goes in front of the camera and there's only one person there. Yeah. And, but everyone's there. Yeah. And you're all like pushing that person. Yeah, no, bro, you got this, you know, and like, yeah, I remember, I mean, I remember in whatever, I can't remember which movie it was, but Nick does like double inward stilt flip on one foot. Oh, yes. On pole. Yeah. That was yeah, count yeah. me in. Dude, that was like. That was the best. You cut the music. I love that, dude. You're like, this is a big pinnacle point. Yeah, the zoom in of him just like stepping on the shit, like cut the yeah. music and everyone's just yeah, quiet. Right. Like, right, 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 right. Does dude. the trick. When he did that, man, I mean, <laughs> dude, we were like, dude, what was so cool at that time, man, was like things like that, when, we, when tricks like that would be landed. You had this, this, this like hype because you knew it had never been done before on planet Earth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Man. And so, like, a trick like that would happen, mm-hmm. and it you it was literally like setting a world record. Yeah. You know, discovering so a new species. Thing, right, and so then your your friend would do it, and the. You would just explode because this thing just happened, and it and the camera was rolling. It yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? But oh man, yeah, that was that was that was crazy. And also, yeah, it is kind of beautiful as well. Just like really pushing someone and like guiding, like you're trying to guide them a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. no, no, all right. all right, you need a little more of this. A little more of this. All right, yeah, that's it. Go. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, you know, like, girls are getting tired. You know? But, yeah, I mean, we, and a lot of times, like, Keith and I, we would hike to the top of this map. Like, we do this, like, 30-minute hike to this mountain top sort of thing in Wenatchee. And then we would shoot for hours there. Right. Take your shirts you off. Know? Yeah, take our shirts off. Shoot for hours. <laughs> but, and, and, and it was, like, it was, you know, it's, like, there's, well, this from, for me on my side it was like learning just to be invested like in someone you know because people when they're in front of the camera in front of someone else's camera and you're shooting for hours you start feeling so bad oh yeah it's like, a, i you're not, hate that yeah you hate it you're like every oh, time you I miss like ah oh, sorry like i'm sorry I'm sorry <laughs> you know like oh my god i'm so sorry you want to go you know but yeah. then like being <laughs> on the other side of the camera being like no nah, you got this yeah <laughs> you know Right. Don't worry. Got it's this. digital. I'm not running out of tape yeah, yeah, or nothing. Right, right, it's not right, film. Right, right. It's digital. Don't worry about it. I'm just getting a tan. Right. <laughs> I'm just getting oh, a tan. <laughs> so at that, were you using uh, were you using still a a like a handy cam? Were you using a, a DSLR? So count yeah, count me in was like uh, was like a handy cam. It was like a Panasonic camcorder. 
was a Panasonic TM700. Dude, how'd you get wow. like that bouquet? You gotta zoom in, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Wide open aperture. <laughs> That's so intense. Yeah. And, 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 and then that, 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 that camera, that camera had a sixty. Uh, I think it was even uh, I might have still been interlaced, but it had like a oh yeah, yeah. slow mo, you know. And then for where we are, I used a for where we are. I used a DSLR. I used a Canon sixty D. Okay. Um, which yeah, so that that was that was where the okay was. The step up, yeah, 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 uh, yeah, and yeah, like if if you wanted to, it, it would be kind it'd be kind of interesting just to like because I was making ski edits in the winter and Kadama edits in the summer, and you would see like the similar progression of just like the of the cameras and the looks like both getting better at the same time. Right. And so it was just always like that. Like in the winter, I would just put my time into making ski videos and edits in the summer oh yeah um, and and then here you are traveling around the world making videos for a living dude career it's, it's wild it's That's wild. fucking awesome man <clears throat> yeah, it was hilarious when uh when i went to that dendama event and all of a sudden you hit me up and i was in japan you're like yo yo are you in japan i'm like yeah. yeah of course i'm in japan are you in japan what do you <laughs> yeah i should be asking yeah. you where you are man what the fuck yeah. Wait, this must mean you're in japan and you just yeah. happen to be there shooting like that's so yeah sick. man it's it's been really really crazy just the the path you know? hell yeah well it's so yeah. i'm sure you've worked on a million things that like <laughs> a lot of especially the kendama community probably has no idea about is yeah. there anything that's like uh, like readily available that like people could check out and be like, yo, that's Matt Ballard's shit? Like that we could like, I don't know, just just to see yeah. or something that like the right. squad can hype for you or something like that. Yeah, it's kind of interesting because like obviously, like my the things I'm like attracted to in the film world, uh, I, I, you know, it's went mm-hmm. every which direction and. I can only imagine. No, you know, not unlike, like, like you're talking about different facets of kendama tricks. There's like different yeah, facets of yeah, film. Yeah, 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 exactly, like, exactly. Different expressions. You know, for example, like last uh, fall, I went. I was at in Wenatchee for like three months. I took some time off, and mm-hmm. I ended up teaching like two classes at the at like the tech center in Wenatchee on video on video, oh, and cool. like I was. At first, I wanted to like show them everything that I thought was cool, and then I realized, like, <clears throat> once I was started this kind of lecture, I realized that they just wanted to know who I had worked with, like what celebrity people <laughs> I had worked with, and that's it. And that was like the, that was the coolest thing to them, you know. Huh. And I was like, oh yeah, well, like I worked with. Migos, I worked with Khalid, I worked with Joji, like these different these different artists. And then they were, you know, like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I had like but but some of those videos I'm like not they're not necessarily like my thing that I'm like yeah, most yeah. proud of. But, it's more like your but, work. But, but I'm I'm proud of that, like those experiences. But yeah, mm-hmm. like working with some some artists like that. Um but I think you, like if you go to my website, which is just matthewballard.com. Mm-hmm. Well, right now it's like super, there's only four things on there. I like stripped it down. <laughs> like nothing. But, 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 but that, that would be like the work art, like artistically to me, which is the, 
the clearest, you know, thing of, of, of my vision or experience so far. Cool. Um, all the stuff you're stoked on. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like the most succinct kind of, uh, yeah. Dilute, like dilution of, of, uh, of what I've done or what I'm proud of, you know? Yeah. The things that you're sharing. Yeah. Sorry. That was kind of vague answer, but it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard to say because yeah. Like frankly, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine. It's like it's just like when somebody asks you, like, "What's the best trick you've ever done?" You know, yeah. it's like, "Well, fuck, I don't know. I've done so many tricks. I'd have to like, right. you know, there's so many different ways well, to look you're, at you're that." Like, like, you're like, young me trick, sees this trick as five this trick. years. Yeah, exactly. Like this trick I did five years ago was cool, but now it's like not really cool. Anymore, yeah, now it's my everyday trick. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So there was a lot of music videos like that. And then also a lot of commercials like too, and a lot of it just in like learning the learning to be comfortable with like big, big sets. Yeah. Um, You know, which has just been such a learning process, taking a lot of time. I mean, I went to film school for four years um, and then been working for maybe three years after that now. So it's like another just seven years of just, film grind and i'm yeah. like now just at the place where i'm like starting to get you know pretty comfortable on big big sets you know mm-hmm. so we have like hundreds of people on set lights on cranes camera cameras on cranes everything yeah. being There's operated remotely like cables everywhere big, yeah cables everywhere 20 people on yeah, electric I've, I've, I don't know if I've, I think we've talked about this, but I've done a bunch of like extra, like background acting kind of yeah, shit. So yeah, like I've yeah. been on the set. Yeah, you've and seen stuff. it. You've seen it. And yeah, seeing big... that shit. It's like, I can't imagine being the dude in charge. You must be just fucking stressed. Man. Like someone's stri- tripping like, on a cable yeah. over here. This dude who's <laughs> like just the homeless Legit. dude, namely yeah. me, doesn't give a shit and is just like eating snacks and not doing what they're told, you know? Like I'm, I'm not that big of an asshole, but there's people like that, you know? That, yeah. Man. <laughs> it's, and, there's and, a lot and, to do with. And, and frankly, like I came into that world, like my generation was like the first generation that could come into that world being very young yeah. because, because we had already been shooting. So like prior to, to me, you had to like work your way up the ladder. So you would work as like a camera assistant yeah. for like years before you could become a cinematographer. But mm. then like I had already been making all these videos. Like, and you, yeah, you just kind of fell into it. Um, and so then own. I just, I just said like, I'm a cinematographer because like once I was in film school, I realized like, oh, I do know what I'm talking about, you know? Yeah. And so then I just started like saying like, I am a cinematographer. <clears throat> and then it just kind of, you know, started working, but, but exactly. It was like being, being on big sets or bigger, you know, yeah. Big sets was like, took a long time. And I'm I, like, of course it's still like, you're still stressing out anyway, but like at the start, I would be like a, a, a wreck, bro. I was like a mess going <laughs> yeah. on to one of my own commercials. And at the start, you know, I would like go and park my car somewhere and I would just see trucks and trucks and trucks lined up and just everyone walking around with on headsets. And who are these hundreds of people like, <laughs> you know, and then I'm going to tell everyone what to do, you know, and I, and I was like 21. <laughs> I was like so terrified <laughs> and, then, and, and then everyone kind of just like was looking at you as well because 
as I said, it was like I was kind of this weird generation that could kind of slip in early. Yeah. So then people were just like, who is this kid? You know, I'm still young <laughs> in the yeah. film world. I'm still like a baby. So totally. Um, yeah, it's been a learning process for sure. That's so, sick. so if people want to see your stuff, should they just search up uh, your website? Should they check out Vimeo or yeah. your YouTube? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah my Vimeo is a good place. My Vimeo is a good place. That 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 has like a, a a pretty broad range of work. And then I and then on my like Matt Ballard Instagram account is that's kind of become my like dedicated film account in a way um, where I sort of like ended. Year, a few years ago made the ballard chrome account as a kind of like dedicated kendama account well i don't really post on the ballard i only post like nostalgic shit on the ballard chrome one just like i never post any clips you know? <laughs> but it's just like these like old yeah. videos or whatever but there was a time yeah i mean it there was a weird transitionary time where i was where i was still in school and i was still doing kendama stuff so i would like i was you know, flying to Hawaii on the weekends yeah. to go to these like drama <laughs> events. But I was in film school telling everyone that like I'm a cinematographer. And then I'd be like, <laughs> guys, I'm gonna go for the weekend. And everyone be like, where are you going? And I wouldn't tell them because I'm on location filming. Right. <laughs> I didn't want them to know that I had this whole other life of playing with ball and <laughs> Oh wow. Were you ashamed of it? <laughs> well I was at the time I, bro, I was at the time because I was like I was just birthing into this like new identity as a cinematographer and wanted people to like take me seriously. And I was like 18, you know, you're just like really impressionable and you really care like what people think about you at the time and you're kind of insecure. So when I went to film school, like I just plopped in and then everyone was saying like, who are you? What are you doing? And I was like, I'm a cinematographer. And like, I needed to kind of gain people's trust or at least so I thought. So I, it was that, that period, like, towards the end of my like kendama life like around that time if you will and coming into the film world was, was like kind of very difficult to to manage because i was yeah it was just tough to manage because i had like kind of both of these identities and i would just like yeah be in one community and then leave that community and go into the other community you know and yeah. obviously like I love the Kendama community and it was actually harder for me to kind of get into the film community because it wasn't quite as kind, like in a way, you know, <laughs> Kendama was like, why would you not just love everyone, you know? Yeah. But in film, there's kind of so much competition and it's a business. And so a lot of money. Yeah. I just, yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was difficult to figure out, you know, and just like over time, how to bring those things together and to reconcile like all of it into, into one still something that i'm like still figuring out you know it's like i just like go, go to japan on a job for a commercial but then i just like pop it then i'm like i'm like yo guys peace i'm gonna go <laughs> yeah but you're depending were... on the vibe depending yeah on the vibe i'll be like the, the, those japan crews they knew i told them about kendama and they thought it was the coolest thing ever you know I was yeah like, oh, this can, these people. i'm like what that's so cool you know <laughs> yeah, but you still play enough to uh be able to to slam that um 10 cup the yeah. fucking Akimoto. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, that, that 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 was first key, bro. Yeah, what well, didn't I <laughs> That's film intense. That? Yeah, yeah. Someone filmed it, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I think I did yeah, film it. You, right? It, it was yeah, me, I'm pretty sure. Right? That, that was really fun. That was a good time. Yeah, there's only yeah. a few things you can really experience, you know, in Japan. 
and really, you know, things that are way out there, but acceptable. So one of the biggest ones, right. I know, Matt, you were a part of a, uh, you went to an idol show, Japanese idol show. Dude, how do you know this? <laughs> how was that? <laughs> Dude, how do you, wait, how do you know about this? This is crazy. Yeah. Dude, that is, that is really, really interesting. Intense. So basically, so basically in Japan, there's, yeah, I'll, I'll just explain it for, for the viewers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In Japan, there's this thing called Underground Idol, which is basically this whole like sub. I mean, you uh, jump in because you know way more about this than I do, but like there's this whole kind of subculture of people becoming really invested and obsessed in like new artists, basically, right? And so it's kind of like they're not massively blown up yet, but they have this like really strange, intense followings of really hardcore dedicated fans who are like committed to, to one, two or one or two or a small select few of like artists. And yeah, they like support them, buy their merch, go really hard. And so EG, yeah, actually, so I got invited to, to this show because eg was going to do a performance with this underground idol these three girls they're called mellow 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 i think mellow 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 uh, yep yeah <laughs> um and it's funny because it actually was happening in the love hotel district and i and, and i remember in shibuya in, in, I guess, yeah yeah shibuya. And I remember going, I had actually, I had actually like been or seen this exact like place before. And I remember because, uh, anyway, yeah, I went there and we went to the show. <laughs> it was in the love district and I kind of knew the area because I've been, well, yeah, okay. I, I know. So. That's, how, that's how I was starting to sound anyway. So, you know, you're, you're in Tokyo. Of course you go to see, check out, see these things. So, you know, awesome. um, but <laughs> what was I saying? So it was interesting because I knew it was like these three girls and I expect like we were going to go there beforehand um and you know just to see eg while he was like warming up and stuff yeah and so there was no one there at the start and i'm expecting like all these i'm expecting like all these young girls to come you know and all these young girls to be like stoked for this you know young girl pop group but then once it finally like started or once like people started coming in it was just all these like 40 year old men 40 50 year old men and I was like so confused, and I and I was I was uh, I was asking Yuka. I was like, "Who are, are these? Are there like girls coming, or is it just dudes, like <laughs> old, these old dudes?" She was like, "No, no, this is this is it. This is like this is their fans." Yeah. I was like, "Really?" She's like, "Yeah, these are like the fans." So there was like, you know, two hundred guys between the age of probably like twenty five and sixty. But a lot around like the four, like late thirties, middle age kind of thing. Yeah, middle age guys, and you know the girls come out, <laughs> and then they start their songs, and then and then the guys they, they start their songs. So they're you know they're doing their cute thing up on stage like this, yeah. and then all of a sudden 
every guy there knows every song and the guys all the guys start singing the songs along and they're all doing these hand motions you know all together like and oh like, shit thing. and I'm, I'm just like looking around like what's going on and i'm like you got like big eyes and she's just like <laughs> wait you didn't know the dances she wasn't in there dancing no no oh you her got... and I were like her and i were in the back maybe she did and she just wasn't uh, she probably just it. didn't want you to see she was <laughs> yeah, exactly exactly <laughs> so then it was it was cool because basically halfway through one of the one of the girls kina did a did a thing with eg so they had choreographed a show together um and then they did like yeah like kendama three, show everybody three, kendama, yeah, show. kendama kendama show two or three tracks <laughs> like they did two or three tracks that they were doing doing a kendama show together um which was really cool and then that's pretty much it and like of course everyone was like really stoked that one of the pop girls was like playing the kendama and doing these like ribbon tricks and stuff and oh uh-huh, yeah but yeah man it was it's great i mean i had no idea about this whole cultural phenomenon you know yeah, yeah. And i've seen a little it, bit of it too it's weird it's the wild I, I don't think, yeah i mean like we we, we could um, we could talk about that for a long time i'm sure because <laughs> be, 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 just it definitely like, could <laughs> well it's so in, like if you just talk about it or think about it like what that means about the culture and how people are and yes mm-hmm. i mean because like the, per, the the director who i was working with at the time is like really into tr- trying to understand like why people are the way that they are and mm. why do people in Japan, like why do they work? Why are they so obsessed and working so hard and mm-hmm. then just get completely shit faced, you know, on yeah, a weekend, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, passed out drunk and how, Cause you and how is this it. like, and how is this acceptable? <laughs> you know, like, right, right, right. Or, like, like what, what is this intense dedication to, you know, the, the greater people and just being someone who like fulfills a task given to you, you know, mm-hmm. where your mind is like encouraged to conform to whatever the, the, the viewpoint of the higher thing is. And everyone goes in that one direction and does it and, you know, grinds their face off and then gets shit face on the weekend. Like what, you know, that's right. so not how the, what the West is, you know, yes. the West is like promotes, create your own individual identity and ideas of things rebel against everything yeah. you're an individual which totally. is like the opposite and yeah. so like you could talk about what it like what is this underground idol how does this fit into that you know yeah, Why, yeah. like there's a reason and i don't think i don't know i could try and you know think about it and figure it out but like obviously there's a reason that those things like fit together I, I think mm-hmm. I would think so. Yeah, yeah. It, there's so many different things about Japan. There's just like this is like the land of the future, or it's just like a fantasy right. world, or it's a kids, right. it's a kids amusement right. park, right? Even yeah. for grown ups, because everyone's still born, kids. I was gonna say an adult amusement park, but yeah, for grown ups, you said. Yeah, it. yeah. So it, it is really intense, yeah. and I wanted to take have, hear your take on it because uh, Yuka invited me to that idol show because oh yeah she knows I'm I'm into idols and right. there are okay. and I was like you know I have my family I was like yeah I can't go into Tokyo for that one night mm. it's kind of late blah, blah blah it was like also not a weekend or something I forgot exactly but then you know, so, after so the you're, fact so you're into it. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know about all, like, like what, I, I know what you, what you, know? you, you, you describe. <laughs> that's why I wanted to hear about it because 
what you described was so on point because I love concerts. <laughs> I'm a huge like metalhead, hardcore kid. So the the energy that is at like a metal show is I feel like it was the sim such a similar thing when I was mm-hmm. going to see these idols. But it's like it's a different world. But there are so many situations that are identical. Right. Mm. But of course, like you're saying, like it, it might be a little creepy, especially for a lot of Westerners. We'll see it as like just being creepy, like perverted. Cause you mm. think like these idol girls are like young and then there's mm. these 60 year old dudes who are watching like, come on. Uh, but just to make uh-huh. it clear for everyone, there are a few uh, idol shows that I've been to where they have sections that are like girls only like sections in the venue so girls can go there and not feel kind of gross because I guess there are right, fucking yeah. gross dudes there. <laughs> but but when I first went, and yeah, seeing the chanting and the dancing that goes on, like in sync, that everybody knows, right. that's a real like mm-hmm. eye-opener when you're like, holy... F-. Like when I go to a, like a hardcore show, everyone's fucking moshing. They're, like I guess there's at certain points where everyone's, yeah. you know, okay, this is the breakdown where everyone's going <laughs> to mosh fucking slam yeah, but, dance but moshing isn't fucking choreographed you're exactly. not fucking all putting exactly dude you can run and tackle it dude but that's just, that's different than putting your <laughs> arm up at the same time putting your yes. other arm up at the same yes time. <laughs> yes so so it is such an interesting thing but i've been in it you know for a bit but so i'm sure matt when you were just plopped into the middle oh, was, of this world like, it was a crazy like you know Oh, like tsunami of like things. <laughs> yeah, because I was like <laughs> new things. I, I, I was kind of trying to take. I was like sort of trying to take it in as an experience, but, kind of enjoy it. <laughs> but I was also, but I was also like just been on set where I'm like so intellectual about. I have to be so intellectual and pragmatic about everything. So I just come to this thing, you know, that could just be just like <laughs> yeah, enjoy. And I'm just like, what does this say about the culture? Like. How do, like if we go back hundreds of years, how did we come to this point yeah, where yeah, yeah. we could all be in unison dancing together with the same song, you know? Yeah. And at the time, I, like, I was trying to just hang in there because, like, because I was standing the whole time and I was, it was just really overwhelming because obviously, like, I couldn't understand any of the Japanese. So it was quite a long show considering that I, like, couldn't understand all of it. So I was just, like, ended up kind of sitting down into in like going into this like like, <laughs> like you know what what like a embryo like, like yeah you know position just to just to kind of get through it but it but i think there's something you know really interesting to be said about japanese culture like not not they're not really so self-conscious you know uh i think in the west especially in the u.s so much self-consciousness and insecurity and around, you know, how people perceive you. And mm-hmm. it's like this thing where, okay, you just get shit-faced. Everyone gets shit-faced on the weekends or you just go to this thing and you're just there and you just, you know, be as happy and yeah. outside of yourself. Totally. And there's or no judgment, be, you know. Be, or just be fully inside yourself and not worry. Yeah, about yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the full opposite. So, That's like, yeah, it's again, it's like almost like it's a child's mentality in a way. Yes. Yeah, it's just like it's just, enjoy it's just pure, the moment. Right? It's, right, right, right. It's like it's uninhibited. It's like it's just a natural form. Yeah, actually. yeah. But man, like, yeah, we don't need, don't need to, 
I only bring this up. We we could go into a whole like philosophical like, spiritual <laughs> conversation on it, but, but you know, the, the, there's there's so much in spirituality about like when you attain, when you get to a particular place, it's just like you go back to the beginning. Mm-hmm. It's as if you're just a, at the beginning. It's as if you're just a child again. Yeah, you know, and like you start out whether it's just in kendama, yeah. where you just do things because you you are just doing them, and then you start to get uh. Like once you start understanding, looking around and seeing everything outside of you, then you start to try and like mimic other people and you start to understand where you are and you start to kind of overthink things. But then once you've mastered anything, you don't have to think about it anymore. Mm. And then you're not thinking again. And then you're just simply being again. Yeah. And it's, and, and, and it's, it's interesting. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's interesting to think about because I feel like in Japan, somehow inhibiting all that where there's a part of it that's just pure in its nature from from the from the essence of it and maybe it hasn't necessarily like gone out and come back kind of thing but it just is that thing but also in their spiritual like history like i i I, i'm going into this because i've just been like studying zen buddhism a lot recently and there is that return you know, mm-hmm. that's always been reflected in like a lot of the arts, like through yeah, Zen the Ouroboros, man, the snake eating its mm. own tail. It's just mm-hmm. everything mm. comes around, like you're saying, right? Yeah. The yeah. cycles, the cycles of yeah, life but, and but, death. And, 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 and yeah, and, and Rod, that, that was kind of what, you know, that, that's kind of what I was saying earlier before the call, where I was saying like, oh, it's so nice to have this little Kendama session for myself today because... I had no care at all about doing the hardest thing mm-hmm. or, or being anything. And I could just do whatever I wanted. Yeah, I don't, you know, and it, and like, it just came, yeah, I was like back at day one and it was like, that was so, there's so much freedom there. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's like the kind of freedom we're talking about that was like reflected in, Absolutely. Free, you know, yeah. um, just being in it yeah. with as is as is and not trying to influence it in a certain direction or like feel the influence of it, but just like letting it be what it is and just being around Dude, for the yeah. ride kind of thing. Right. It's interesting. Cause I was like, re- I was reading this morning about how the body work, how, how the body works when you're free of thought, like, and how you're, you know, essentially like the mind and body become one once you've mastered something mm-hmm. and you don't have to, you know, and they talk like I'm reading this book and talk about like swordsmanship and the sword, like master, like the samurai mm-hmm. and like Musashi? In, in, in tr- and in training the, the book of five, uh, the sword book of five swords, five rings, book, of five rings. No, that I, you read? I haven't oh, read that. Oh dude. No, if you want to no. get in Bushido. You should pick up that one. Miyamoto Musashi, Book of Five Rings. Oh, dude, I will for sure. It's so fascinating to me. Um, and it's like, there's a strong emphasis on becoming free of of thought, you know, because if you mm-hmm. think, then you lose time. Mm. <laughs> so you have to train in a way that like everything is completely intuitive yeah. and that you react just instantaneously with no thought just mm-hmm. because your mind and body are one. Yes, yes. And, and like... It's interesting because I work so much in 
the thought, like I work a lot with like the world of filming is like me evaluating every possibility and having to make rational decisions about taking everything into account. Whereas like Kendama, it's needs to be totally focused on one single point, you know? And so I found myself today really having to acknowledge that, you know, and I was like, I need to just, I need to just focus on this and not let any, not think about anything else. And just like focus on this one thing that I'm doing. And I need to, I just need to, I don't, like basically I posted this clip today and I, and I posted it because there was this point. Yeah. Where it was basically like this, it was like this trick from here where I'm like balance, balancing the katama on my fingers to like a flip. And then the tama like, or the kim goes around like the display. We call that one yeah, the, the display. Yeah. Yeah. The display yeah. to like flip in, you know? Yeah. And then yeah, flip in the airplane. Yeah, right. Yeah. And there was like, um, I was doing this part of it before where it was like, uh, two turn airplane and then to like insta this move which i don't know if that really has i don't know what to call that either i watched that i watched this earlier though right before we started yeah i like that one that's in a weird way i forgot what it's called there's it's a it's a something something rocket in japanese i forget exactly what the name is but something rocket yeah like it's like essentially like the pet like the uh not the pe- pedestal the um what did i just call it the display display but then you like hook your right. thumb on like the string so that the can, yeah. can fall sideways with the thomas still on the spike but right. Right. you're right. holding the base cut the string yeah. with your thumb yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly well um, anti-gravity white mugen style from matt ballard yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> dude, dude <laughs> a little it, side it, note matt you taught me that at kendama world cup i think we had a ken oh. game and you hey, you, yes. you 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 pulled out that, that trick <laughs> where you did yeah 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 you go for like a swing spike but you wrap it around your index finger once that's spike the other one. That's it and the then other one. tip yeah. it over yeah that's the other version this yeah one. and I was just like what yeah. is that I learned that shit from you <laughs> I remember I remember that now wow that's amazing hell yeah that's um, awesome man I just realized that you're you're holding a white mugen which um yeah. so we talked to Keith very recently and he told yeah. a story about. I believe said white mugen that's in your hand. Yeah. Oh, crazy. Is this man. the one that came from Akimoto-san? Yeah, man. Nice. It's my it's my prized possession, bro. Hell yeah. <laughs> this out of like everything, everything I own, this is like that's the this, one. This eh? is the one, you know. Burn the cameras, huck them out the window. Oh, <laughs> right. Dude, yeah. Get rid of all your <laughs> like, pro mods, whatever. Everything, everything else can be replaced, <laughs> man. But this. Yeah, hell yeah. yeah that's so beautiful about kendama it's like all the sweat in there is yours mm-hmm. you know all the way that the base cup is looks yeah, that man. way because of how you play you know totally but There's something the, but, to say about wood right just in general it's like every oh, piece totally. is so different oh. in and of itself so like that alone dude. makes a kendama special before your hands even get on it and then like you're saying like you add your own little mojo or whatever dude. the hell you want to call it into it hey <laughs> i mean like <laughs> And, and and the white was always my dream because yeah. of Chimadera. Yeah, dude. You know, and that was like, he, he was my like, you know, idol. And uh, so I was, he was, was your, everything. He, so, was, he was your yeah, Japanese idol. Man, yeah, there's a yeah. joke in there he's, somewhere he's about the roles <laughs> being reversed, how he's the middle-aged <laughs> man. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I couldn't, I couldn't put one together, but there's a joke in there somewhere. <laughs> it's true, it's true. <laughs> oh shit yeah, man. and then uh so i'm i'm 
I'll have to listen to to Keith because I want to hear that from his side. But I, but that was one of the best gifts I ever received. Yeah, sure. yeah. Um, and it's still just like like to to me, it just looks the best. Mm-hmm. Just you know, like but but mm-hmm. like th- there's something about having a Japanese kendama just in a space to me that just feels so right. You know. It's because it's like all, all all the the like the Western kendamas are just so flashy and like intense and so like, so overly visual. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, like you can see my my room is like very minimal, you know. Yeah. yeah. So so it's like if I have a kendama out, like if this one is sitting there, it just looks so good. You know? Totally, I can see what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> when we were talking yeah. with Keith, yeah, he also he let us, you know, uh, we went back and talked. There's so much more we should have talked about. We, we, we went right. here and there. He was letting yeah. us know, you know, for the, for the WKT, you were uh, pretty much the, the pinnacle. You were the one that was the driving force behind it, keeping everyone stoked on it, making the videos mm. and, and really mm. playing Kenjama. Um, but now, you know, you're taking you, – your career is, is important and you're really diving into that. There are a few – times that you play kendama do you still play kendama as often we know you know a lot of people have seen from the the Wenatchee kendama team like who's still who do you think is the one that is still in it the most <laughs> he i mean Keith. well keith's definitely made the strongest resurgence into it you know um hands down like you know i think that there's something to be said about you know, there's this theme, especially between Keith and I, about how how him and I have gotten into things. You know, he's just such, so exceptionally talented at being really good at things. Like, so good. You know, it was always, like, we always got into competition with everything, and he was always just better than I was at, like, skiing or kendama, like, kendama too, for sure. And so, but then I, then I always got into it like in my own way and had my own like appreciation of it or way of, of deal of, of, you know, doing it or being with it. And even when, even when I got onto Chrome, we were having conversations about like, yeah, we, you know, they were like, we love you as a player, but we also love your videos. <laughs> you know, we want the whole package, you know? Oh, and, yeah, yeah. And, and at the time, at the time, I was actually a little bothered by that because I wanted to be a good Kendama player, you know. Uh, oh, okay. Like I wanted, like like at the time, I was like, "Yeah, I know I'm, I'm I know I can do videos, but I want to be a good Kendama player," you know. I see. Um, yeah. But now, it's funny because now I'm kind of the reverse in film. I'm like, I don't want to just be hired because I know what to do with the camera. I want to be hired because of the whole package, you know. Right. Right. Yeah. But yeah. Um, but. but I say that because with Kendama, like I still like to show up at events, you know, and I still love, like if I, if I'm around or something like even the last few years, I, I went to a few just specifically to go, but I'm not playing as much. Although after today, actually, cause I just had this little like session today. I, I feel like it kind of opened my eye to, what it could be for me now in the sense of playing specifically yeah. where it could fit in your, your yeah your personality now your, yeah sure like you know dude honestly 
when I stopped, it was kind of weird, man, because when I stopped playing or like stopped, or started slow down or whatever, or stopped making edits, it was like the gameplay was getting so intense and so high. So it was starting to become this like spin to win thing. But I was actually wanting to like go in this other direction where I just wanted things to start to be more like rhythmic and more about the body. And like, you don't actually, like, frankly, you don't really see this in um, my edits because I stopped making edits at that time because I didn't, like, my idea of having things be more about the body, like, it wasn't mature enough. Like, I was still trying to explore it. And and I couldn't really, like, figure it out yet. Um, but I was always kind of doing it, like, when I was at... Um, events or just playing kendama i was and that was all of course why i became so attracted to eg because eg had taken uh-huh. this movement of the body in a direction of his own and that's why i became so fascinated by him because i was i was just starting to like taste that in terms of just pure kendama play um and that's why i was like wow he's done this you know and so it was interesting because yeah around when i kind of stopped making edits i started to explore this other kind of plane and that would have been yeah 2015 wait yeah around 2015 i guess and in those like five years since especially i mean i don't really keep very close tab but especially within like the last two years or something it's been also going in this really interesting kind of direction where there's some players I see who are like so rhythmic and kind of like unconventional and use like, you you know, are playing more with this visual phenomenon of Kendama, you know, doing tricks that look like they just look a particular way. Mm -hmm. It's not just about doing the most flips or the most technical, but there's guys now who are like doing things in a way where it's like, flipping it around, snap, and then it just snaps together all of a sudden. And you're like, whoa, you know? And that was always what I thought was like the coolest thing. And that didn't really happen until more recently. So just in terms of Kendama play, like that was, I don't know, I was like kind of trying to get into that, but then it wasn't really happening. And I was also going into putting time into film. And then I kind of stopped playing more or less. But now it's been interesting because when I when I check when I check in, you know, on the Kendama scene on on Instagram, I'm just seeing this really some really creative playing going on that you feel like you're not really watching Kendama, you're watching some kind of, you know, you're watching a dance basically. Dude, the game um, has changed, man. It's crazy. Yeah, and so like obviously the taps have become infinite literally but there's also this other kind of play where there's so much stuff going on with the string and crazy like stalls and way that certain all of a sudden something just comes together and doing more of this like you know you flip it this way and you and you hit it and then all of a sudden it just tumbles back onto itself kind of thing and i i think that's so cool and i really like identify with that so and i was kind of just like messing around with a little bit more of that today just like being more in tune with how my body's moving you know Uh and like and i was even kind of just taking it back to like watching shimadera you know and getting into this particular Uh place of like focus and the way that he would move his body you know like when he starts to spacewalk 
he's like <laughs> you know what i mean like he's no, i know what you mean. yeah he's and, got and, that and that like little here, wiggle right that first little here, you know it starts yeah, here and then, yeah and then it's like full arm extension this way with like the with like but like you don't the tama goes past the the tama goes past the the focal point of like the ken like he yeah. could extend his hand up further but he does it and the tama goes just past so there's this tension right there and then the, the tension becomes back with the axis of the arm before yeah. he tosses it and then and then the toss stays low like it doesn't go up all high and around no it's a quick know? tight so, little so, so, so yeah so there's this point of like you know like that kind of thing as opposed mm-hmm. to you know you know, I, I, I mean, it has, like I feel like it has to do with the string length as well. Yes. For you know? sure. You know, yeah. all that. <laughs> I love, like, I love that. That know? motion. Yeah, Just yeah. That, no, I, I feel yeah. you. That, yeah. that little motion. That's such an old school thing. Like the old Japanese, like JKA yeah. Steez, like all those dudes, the first time you'd ever see them do moon circles and shit or like yeah. space walks or whatever. They're like, yeah, that little, little hip wiggle. Yeah, kind of yeah. swinging yeah. back and forth for a second, and then they get it going. Right, right. Or oh, like yeah, before, man. like one turn airplane or something. They just like hold it. They like snap the beat out just for a second, hold it, just like focus, and then let yeah. it go. Like you know, yeah, man. <laughs> dude, it's amazing. It's it's really amazing. And I like it was the it was like uh the the Chrome guys who the, all the Danish players. I mean, they had their own physicality you know, really had their own physicality of the way that they played Kendama, which for sure has, you know, brought in a whole flavor into everything that Kendama is now. And I remember like hanging out with them and they would do this really funny, it was like Matthias and their filmer, shooter friend, Emil Boda, they would do this, it was kind of a joke, but it was actually really amazing. I was like, just so excited about it they would do this thing where they would do let me think is it three or four moon circles so basically you would do like three moon circles in a row and the first moon circle would be like japanese style so you would do it you know like all tight yeah 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 Get the you know hips what i mean like, it, like all tight like this you know and then just i have this thing right above my head so i don't want to like i don't, I don't want to smash it but like tight moon circle and then you would go big moon circle where like Straight the ball arm. would be on the outside, like your arms fully extended and the, 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 the moon circle would be like massive. And then they grab it again and then go sideways moon circle and then flip it this way. Oh, and yeah. then like, like horizontal moon, moon circle. circle over the head yeah. and the tama comes just over the top of your head when you grab the can and the spike. And there was this like idea <laughs> You're just doing three, like, it's not the same as, like, you do, yeah, three, moon yeah. circles. Like, you do three moon circles, but in different ways, mm-hmm. you know, it's and I thought that was, like, yeah. that was, like, the first time I saw That's anyone tight. who was, like, yeah. who was, you know, use like, just experimenting with just the idea of physicality, and that was, totally. that was why I loved the, their style, like, the most. Man, you know, yeah, yeah. Shout out the Denmark homies, man. Do you remember? Speaking yeah. of Emil, dude, I, there was that one night where you and me were sleeping on the floor of the Chrome shop in Denmark, and we went out, <laughs> we're like fucking climbing rooftops and shit. Do you remember that? Nope. <laughs> no, I think you did that. I might have done I that came, with. 
You you did that like with Keith or something. Oh, or just I, I was gonna say I it came. might have been with Keith, honestly. Yeah. Oh no, 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 because I remember I came like right out. I can't remember what happened. I think I came right after because I remember you guys telling me that you guys oh, had done that. Yeah, oh, I'm and so mad. Like, I thought you were there. I was like fucking no, so hyped no, to talk about. Okay. God damn it. That's okay. But I also had these my own like weird adventures with Emil where we were oh, I like, bet. like biking through the city like super fast. And then, I, I, yeah, it was really funny. But hell yeah, Emil's but, but, I, but I was thinking, was Rob, was Rob there on that on the one? Yeah, it's, it's hard to keep track of all the adventures, man. We're always on some adventure. Everything. <laughs> man, I, yeah, I, I, I love the problems, man. Oh, dude, such homies, all of them. We gotta get some more of those Danes. Well, more. We gotta get. Dude, we gotta some get of the Danes some of them. Here. Yeah, dude, getting these uh, yeah. different multiple time zones of the world. I think. I think we all know who, one, there. who we gotta get in here is Big Boy Balf. Balf. <laughs> cheesy, real, cheesy Balf. That's that's who everybody wants to hear from. Is get Big Boy Balf in here. Well, I'll, I'll make the call. Yeah, we'll, we'll make it happen. One. We'll make it happen, dudes. We've been <laughs> on the grind two hours, going so oh, wow. deep, getting philosophical, <laughs> talking about music and. Hell yeah! Oh, different types of play and cinematography. It, we're gonna we're gonna wind it down with a Q and A sesh, dudes. Oh yeah. So Let's get it. Yeah. How did you so, pick up a kendama forty one minutes later? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> this is what we do on the nerds, right? Uh, and yeah. Of course, you know, there's always room for maybe a part two Ballard. You know, who knows in the future? There's always more stories. Totally, always. totally. Always. So <laughs> we so we have a few questions from our Patreons. Thanks to everyone who's supporting there, as well as a few from Instagram that I posted re- just the, before this session. But one that I want to I want to quickly touch upon is one that connects to our talks with Keith. Uh, we he mentioned mm-hmm. quickly that when there was the Kendama USA spot uh, video contest of a player of a picking up a player there that he it was like him and you also wanted to like a spot but he feels that you kind of stepped out to allow him to take mm. that spot was that the case oh, where, you, where you had a hookup with with chrome that you were looking at beforehand so you're like i'll pass on this or you were just like keith's a homie oh, i'm gonna let him have it yeah interesting damn that's a good question yeah, I think that um, I think that's right. I think that that did kind of happen. It's that WTT style. You you're the only one with the green Uzo. He's the only yeah. one going for yeah. Usa. It's, it's like all no, right. No, well. <laughs> it was. It was. Yeah, there was something. That, there was definitely something about that. And I, yeah, I think that that did happen. Basically, I. The thing was, I was talking with Tokyo for a while before that. And I wanted to tell this funny story about that. I don't know if we have the, t- the time for, but but um, I was talking with those guys and then we were going to meet or I can't remember if we had planned to meet, but yeah, basically I, I, I thought about the, the Kendama DK, like somehow going in that direction. Um, <laughs> and, and, yeah, Keith was going like Ken USA, and I and I remember I kind of was like do, wanting to do it or something. It's kind of I can't really remember, but I think that there was a, a moment where it was like I'm gonna let him do that, and then I'm just gonna focus on this other 
thing mm. that might like pan out yeah. um because because basically it's it's funny we, we we joke about it now but like originally sweets had offered me a spot on his team oh forming the first sweets pro team whoa and and then i told him yo bro i don't know i need you to like if you're making because they were they you know i get this email from sweets saying we're making the first american kendama and i was like well if i'm gonna play your if i'm gonna like be on your team and if i'm gonna play your kendama i need to like test your kendama and so then like he sent me a kendama and i was like (laughs) i can't play this bro (laughs) so so all right you know it was so silly but basically, I was like, this Kendama isn't very good. I can't play it. I'm sorry. And so I said, like, no, nah, man, I, I can't be, like, sponsored by you. And it was just, oh, like, shit. so hilarious because, like, th- there wasn't this thing where Kendamas are remade every six months now, you know? It was, yeah, like, yeah, the yeah. first ever American kend- production of a Kendama. Um, so I think that by, yeah, I think I say that because I think by that time, there were already those kind of like sponsor vibes on the table already. Yeah. So I think, so I think because I, because I think that had already happened with sweets. And so then when the Ken USA thing was coming around, it was like, okay, maybe this could be the move. But then I said no. And then went with kind of Chrome. Yeah. I think yeah. <laughs> DK. It's hard to re- no. it's hard to remember that, but I love that. All right, well oh, let's yeah. let's hear that funny story quickly. Oh man, I I, just, I, I was just thinking in preparation <laughs> for this about like really funny like backstories, and I just remember when I was first talking with Tokyo, I was in high school, and I remember we would talk over Facebook Messenger, and so I was gonna I was gonna say like to me second second best edit of all time. Is Tokyo's Terra, Terra mm. entry? That's a good that's, one. T- t- this to me is like one and two are those two edits. Kanama HK edit two part one and Tokyo's Terra entry. Like and that. so I, I I thought that was like you know the greatest thing ever. And so him and I like we started talking on Facebook Messenger. And I just remember in this this one time, I thought it was so cool that I was talking to someone in Denmark. <laughs> you know, it's crazy middle nowhere place at the time. And I was in, uh, <laughs> I remember being in class texting with him and I remember being like, yeah, bro, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, Oh yeah. I'm going tomorrow to India to meditate at an ashram for two weeks. I was like, what? That's some Excuse me? <laughs> and, I, and I'm like, dude, I was like 16, bro. Like in, I'm like sitting in my, like, literally sitting in class like texting looking down and this person you know we're talking about whatever social studies and like this dude is like yeah i'm this danish guy and i'm gonna go meditate at an in an ashram in india for a few weeks and i'm like whatever this is like i need to be part of this <laughs> And I, I just remember yeah. that was like my first impression of him. Like I, that's the first thing I remember him telling me that. And I was like, "What in the world?" That's awesome. <laughs> mm, that's a good one. 
Dude. <laughs> well, oh, nice. Man. man, next time, we, when we, when next, not next time, when we do have Tokyo on, we're going to have to ask him about how that meditation session was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah they, they, he's, he, he's done it a, a lot of times. Yeah, he does, he does that a lot. He yeah. does a lot of meditation stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's really amazing. Hell yeah. All right, all right, all right. So let's get into these questions, boys. Okay, so from our Patreons, again, everyone, if you are not on supporting the Kentertainment and Dominators through Patreon, it's a place you can go and definitely get a locked spot for these questions that we ask all of these Ken Dama homies. And exclusive. 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 One, of the, one of the perks to support. And thank you, everyone. So first off, we have Nick Doddenhoff. He says, wow, definitely got a lot of questions for Ballard. Uh, he actually has them listed. What well, we got? Three in total. One best memory from filming with the WKT those movies. Mm. Two any fun pre post Dama Fest stories. Three if you can make a whole Dama film for a player today. Currently, who would be and why? I have so many more. Blah blah blah. Let's start with that Whoa. first one. These are these are gonna go deep. We're gonna <laughs> yeah. go another like an hour. Okay, so here we go. Best memory from filming the with the WKT. Yeah, maybe I should, yeah, yeah. Try and keep these not forty-five minute long answers. <laughs> <laughs> Put a time limit on you. One minute, go. Mm. <laughs> Yo, hold on. I just need a second to think. There was some. I feel like you know s- certain banger tricks were cool in you know the films but there was this there was this time period i think it was post where we are where we started to make all of these like edits that were like oranges and wkt spring edit and Mm -hmm. we were sort of like we were just making edits like all the time and it was just our way of hanging and whatever we did like we were just shooting it together and it was this really beautiful like this thoughtless like beautiful time where we were just totally enjoying each other's like company and whatever we were doing and you know it was like we we would go skiing and then we come down from the mountain we're still in all of our ski garb go to taco bell and then get some taco bell and then just go and then like i would set up the camera somewhere and then like Keith and Jacob are like doing a trick there and they have their like Taco Bell Baja Blast like <laughs> beside, beside <laughs> and then I and then I'm in the back drinking my Baja Blast and we we're just you know like vibing and it was just so <laughs> effortless and there was yeah this this little period of time that I remember like felt like because the, the the premiere of where we are was for sure like the major highlight but I think in but and we already spoke about that, but in terms of filming, I just remember it was like those times somehow always revolved around Taco Bell. <laughs> Everyone loves Taco Bell, man. There's <laughs> like that part, right? Where like, yeah. he keeps going into Taco Like, I mean, we, because Taco Bell used to be kind of the hang. And so everything would just revolve around Taco Bell. And actually, the first time like Alex and Kristen came to Wenatchee, we took them to Taco Bell. And we were like, yeah, this is a thing. And, and I don't think. Kristen hadn't been before and she was like, what do I order? And I was like, got to order this and that. You got to get a Baja Blast. <laughs> Regina, blah, blah, blah. 
and it was just all our experiences somehow revolved around Taco yeah. Bell. Yeah, I mean, it made it its way into the into the edits as well. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. It was just there. Um, but yeah, that's that's what comes to mind. There I'm you sure go. A better answer somewhere. But. <laughs> Next one. Any fun yeah. pre slash post Dama Fest stories? Hmm. I shot well most of them I was there shooting all of it so <laughs> um yeah it's a bit of a blur I feel like I have I, ha- I feel like I have more vivid memories from like KG Roots Tour which was also around the same time because I shot the KG Roots Tour 2013 video as well mm-hmm. and so there was like more I remember there was a lot more like kind of partying and funny like stories going on around that time. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to remember like really particular moments. No, frankly, it's like I, I was always shooting, so you're focused. <laughs> yeah, I was always just like kind of there, like doing doing my thing, and I wasn't I, at the time. I was kind of like young and not like fully partying with everyone so i kind of just took it upon myself to like be there in my own way so i was kind of like doing it with the camera but i was also not maybe i I, was i was like sober but so that i should remember things better (laughs) but but but, but, you know well i i didn't say it because in the video so that's why it's hard but at dama fest there was like when your did this massive airplane three stories up where he had like <laughs> the bot was it a bottle or a can or just a big ass tama and then, i think like, it was a beer I think, bottle i think it was a beer bottle somehow and then like this massive like 30 foot long string that went like three stories down that thing was so he, fun. like and he like yanked like we were going around pa- passing this thing so yeah. everyone was like trying to do it <laughs> All the way and up then, to the space then, lab. Right, right. And then, and then, oh no, because like, no, I think it was with a, with a ball because I think Jordan went to like Lighthouse or something. Uh, um, it, it was definitely tied. Like there was a can on one and a Tom on yeah, the other. I seem yeah. to remember somebody holding a beer bottle though and like spiking a beer yeah, me bottle too, too. Me too. But, but, but I remember like, it would only be <laughs> like, it would be your, of course, who would be the one to like lace it, you know, like yeah, something like that. It's such a yard thing to do yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> That's what I got. <laughs> All right. Nice. The next one's heavy. This is a good one. If you can make a whole Dama film, 30 minutes minimum, for a player today, who would it be and why? We know you've done the past. You've, you know, you did Easy uh, back in the day. You also yeah. made that awesome little duck about, uh, what was his name? The Kendama Sensei. Yeah. Imada. Yeah. 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 Imada san. Right, right. Um, so those are awesome, mm, but yeah, yeah. Would you like keep it old school? Keep to one of your like original kind of influences, like idols for like that we were talking about, or would you kind of take it a new direction? Find one of these new young, like Jacob Lowe, or one of these like young kids that it's like doing new things that nobody's mm-hmm. like the same things we're talking about before, like the new tricks, you know, but like progressing. I pro yeah. No, that's a good question. I'd probably, it's funny because I feel like I want to tell, I want to say that, yeah, I'll go do something with the young 
with some young person who's doing something really interesting, but I don't really follow that scene. So like if I were to actually do it and, and, and just where I like where I am, I would probably, yeah, I would probably go to some like where we are. Where Dull we are, I'll go to where we are. <laughs> I would take it into into the kind of yeah into the OG like realm, and and probably I would kind of explore you know these ideas of what we're talking about beforehand. Like, especially in the last few years, just thought a lot about if you really look at Japanese thought, Eastern thought. And how it's like reflected in the kendama, like that's really interesting to me. So I would, I would probably, uh. I would maybe just do it with like Shimadera, you know. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> and just like see, I'd watch that. You know, like I would either do it with maybe like him, or I mean, I feel like the the thing is like when you make when you make. So this this might sound kind of cliche, but when you make films, you make things like real films that are important to you, you make them about things that, which are close to you. So it wouldn't really be, I wouldn't really go and make something that was like someone who just was like a really great Kendama player. Like I would probably make it on like Tokyo. I see what you're saying. Some, some you know, because that would be like, and him as a player, as I said, like to me, I mean, both of those edits for me compete like as top too, but I only I have to say Tokyo second because Kadama HK came first. But like yeah. <laughs> uh, Tokyo's Terra edit stylistically to me was like yeah so game changing to me. Like play wise, look wise, his personality, yeah. and obviously it was just so intuitive and like it just happened because that's how they were doing things and that's how they were hanging and yeah whatever. Dude, nothing but, like, can beat that know, smile dude yeah you can't beat a torch-killed smile man. you end, can't bro, you uh, just can't like at the end you're just like after you after all this like gangster shit you've just seen on the kendama <laughs> and then you just, yeah him just smiling this rando yeah rando on the street you just it just sends you into this whole like world of who is this person yeah exactly. um and you know before like before he was in kendama like they were all you know they were like doing a lot of graffiti and in this world and they've always been he's always been like involved in music and design and like there's so much to me i mean my my experience with danish cultures and what i've seen is so like you can see it in the Danish Kendama play. And so I would, I would definitely, that's probably what I would do. There you go. There we go. All right. All right. Let's go. Let's move over from Brett Walters. What cinematographer inspires you the most? What non-Dama project are you most proud of? Cinematographer. Well, I, I mentioned the, the skier. Yeah. So it's OG. I should say, I, 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 I should, I should actually, cause there's a, like in the film world, of course I have my guys who are like making movies, but I think it's more interesting for me in, in this time to bring, you know, to uplift some of the, the, the Dama people, like the Dama film people who have really like paved the way 
And that for me is Colin and Jake. And both of those guys have done so much for me as a cinematographer, truly, and as, and as a visual artist, you know, outside of Kendama. Um, We're talking Jake Weens, right? Clarify. Jake Weens, yes, uh-huh. Colin Sander. Um, like, call, like, Jake, his editing, Jake was, Jake's like the, the whole package, right? So it's like, he's, he's the kind of person, everything he touches is gold. You know, Absolutely. it's not just, it's not just the camera, you know, it's not just the Kendama play. Like you look in his house, you listen, you listen to the music that he's listening to or that he's playing or that he's beatboxing, you know, you see all of it is one package. He's, it's all of him, you know, you see yeah. it in the font that he uses, where he, where he chooses to put the font, how big to put it, how opaque to put it, when the font comes in on the beat drop like using minimalist sound to amplify the sound of the oak of the wood and the, yeah, yeah. the you whole know, composition. It's, mm-hmm. it's like he was the, he d- did so much for, for, I mean, it, like him and I haven't really talked about it, but he's done so much for me in terms of just opening up a whole world to me um, visually that I owe to him for sure. And you know, if you're really keen, you can see how much influence, like in the WKT videos, there are from from him specifically. Um, there's a lot that we that I have, you know, taken and gotten from him. So, shout out, shout, yeah, shout out to Jake. He's he's amazing. Nice. So him, and then also as I said, Colin, and you know, from his edits to even edit like edit seven in particular was a visual masterpiece to me in terms of color and composition. And that was the first time, you know, I really see, I really saw such like strong compositions and strong uses of color. And he was, you know, he was paying attention to where he was shooting, shooting in front of these particular doors and putting this door on the side and creating negative space here. And then he was going to go inside of the negative space and he was going to wear the complementary color to the door, you know, and using a yellow kendama in front of a yellow door. And yeah, so yeah. he, he was so on another level at the time. And once I got to know him, he really, he really honestly taught me how to operate a camera. Because if you watch Colin in person operate a camera, he operates a camera like he's playing tennis. And Colin's a tennis player, actually. And Colin operates the camera by using his whole body. He uses his legs, he uses his hips, and he like he operates the camera as if he's playing kendama. So as you're if you're playing kendama in front of him. He's also there with the camera and he holds it, he holds the camera like this and he's also, he's doing the move with you, right? So like yeah. you're there and as you're going up and down, he's also going up and down. And then even when you settle, even when you would settle with the camera, he's, he's moving like this. Totally. Yeah. He, yeah. Right. And that's, that's what you do in tennis. Like, okay. Even once you don't, once you're not playing yet, you're still there moving back yeah. and forth and, you, and you're keeping your body loose so huh. when it comes to you you're just ready to move so you're already in this like state of flow and that was something that like 
I do now all the time operating the camera. Like I, like it's a different kind of setup because it's like a bigger camera and you don't hold it like that, but yeah, you have this like device and you're like, yeah, it's this whole thing or, but, or but sometimes I'll operate on my shoulder, mm-hmm. but it's very much this now, you know, and there's very much this like rocking back and forth. You're following people. You're just trying to feel like with Kendama, there's a way of body where you're trying to track the thing as it goes up and down. And you see all this in Colin's like cinematography. And that's just something now where like, if I'm operating handheld, I'm completely mimicking that from just when I was like spending so much time with Colin. Cause when I moved to LA, he was the only person I knew and we'd spent a lot of time together and we would like shoot a few, like we would shoot stuff together and I, he would shoot me sometimes playing Kendama and I, you know, I'd be playing like there's the Chrome. The zebra. Edit? Oak. Zebra. Oh, okay. The zebra edit I did, but then he shot the smoked Oak. Yes. Uh. And so we're under the LACMA lights. And if you watch it, you he like even on a long lens like i was in the middle and i'm doing this trick you know doing this like flips this way and that way and i'm like i'm not i'm only moving vertically like two or three feet but even from the back he's feeling out the pace of my plane so that right as i'm starting to like move down to start the trick he's already like starting to move down with me and then to pop, you know, and then he's mimicking mm-hmm. the movement of just my vertical it. movement, even from so far away. Even then, he's just like panning the camera where he's not. But then he's up with you on wide lens and then moving the whole distance with you. And that was hmm. like something for me now that's become completely, you know, essential. So yeah. see how it makes sense I, for I, a lot I, of I, a lot of like, well, yeah, dude. Colin Sandy, Godfather, but dude, American but, but, but honestly, because like it, like is getting too nerdy. But like in in typical <laughs> cinematography, like classic, it's not. It doesn't operate like that. Like you operate hand, like you operate on a shoulder, but you don't go vertically. Like you step, and you're supposed to step smooth, but you move on like x axis. Mm, yeah, but. And on Z axis, but not really on Y axis as much. And you don't operate diagonal, like you don't move the camera in a sense on a diagonal plane, like here, like you pan it and you move horizontally and vertically, but you're not moving on this plane. And that's that's how, that's how Colin operates. He's moving around up and down and he's just moving in this fluid motion with the camera. And that's like, yeah, I guess it definitely depends on the subject that you're shooting. You know, for cinematography, movies, you know, that's how you want totally. to have it, like a Sometimes beautiful totally picture. <laughs> yeah, and that's all, like, I'm just thinking about, you know, like a, a skateboarding. There's always, the filmers aren't like cinematography guys. They're skaters who got into the hobby of right. filming and they got the camera. So they understand exactly. what the trick is that's going to happen. So they know how to set up for it. Just like with Colin, he's a Kendama player. He knows the trick that you're going for. He knows like, okay, he's going to bend down this far. He's going to bring up the Kendama is going to go this high. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's it's interesting because like, if you ever get the chance to shoot with him, Colin's amazing. I mean, I, I consider Colin a mentor to me. And if you're ever with him shooting, he's 
he's simultaneously coaching you and and perfecting his own camera work at the same time and it's all happening in a dialogue all all at once so as as you're shooting he's telling he's he's coaching you literally with like vocally saying like a right, little bit lower a little more spin on this push it a little bit like no too too soon on that like get bend lower and he it's just all coming out and then at the same time you can you can hear him in the way that he's like uh, okay a little you know like you can hear him like thinking through how he needs to respond with the camera and then he'll be like okay i'm honed i'm ready okay yeah that was a good one for me you know and you can hear that he's he's catching on to your movement so he's coaching your movement your body movement but then his he's also working his body movement to get in sync with yours and then you hear it when he's getting on it and then when he's getting on it you're probably also getting closer because he's been coaching you and then you start to feel both of you guys come together and then because and then it just happens you know so much <laughs> it's a whole yeah. uh, a system that is interlude it's some it's, it's amazing he's so like float like he's so him through everything you yeah, know what i mean yeah. it's not just like it's not just that he's good at composing you know it's like to make a good image or to be a, an artist like that it's just everything yeah. you do is just coming out of you you know mm-hmm. Oof. all right dudes here we go max yeah. ida send a bunch still on the patreon peeps uh i think you'll cover it in the episode but where are you now hey where are you now I, matt ballard i'm in new york i live in i live in brooklyn new york there you go nice. next do you find Boom. more enjoyment in playing or filming dama <laughs> playing now playing i don't like filming kendama anymore it's so slow <laughs> <laughs> i shoot now dude i shoot now and you have like actors big talent who will come on you know for such a short amount of time they they might come uh, we're shooting 12 hour days and then they might come for one hour and then we might do four setups in one hour so you only have 15 minutes for one setup some really crucial shot where all this shit's happening and it's so fast you know and then we shoot like 12 hours shoot all this shit and then to think about like setting up a camera and then waiting <laughs> for an hour for one kendama trick yeah 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 <laughs> sounds like a nightmare to me. <laughs> <laughs> all right well, there you go so playing kendama that's the best. All right. And last from Max Ida, any recent edits slash filmer filmers that you like and why? Kendama edits yeah. filmers. Yeah, right. I was just I don't You yeah, you mentioned that you're not watching it so closely. Not really watching. Yeah. Um who is I oh I think um I think Damon is really, I mean, I I just follow people on Insta now. So that's kind of like the only way that I'm really like seeing um, it. But yeah, I think Damon's play and like video stuff is really interesting. Um, I'm just like doing a quick look through. Oh, and then um, specifically um, Adrian Esteban. Oh, yeah. I think he's like, I really, yeah. If, if I ever get onto my accounts, like both of those guys, I, I think are 
I just always enjoy watching anything those guys do. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. And then, oh, there's another, there's a PS, PS of that. To everyone who has a bunch of non-chopped footage on their computer, give us some encouragement to put our edits together. Everyone who's, who's <laughs> stacked clips but hasn't put in the time to, the, the real time Crack to put whip. it all together, dude. Yeah, edit it. What, what, what some advice would you give them? Ooh, uh, I, don't, I don't, I'll try to keep it short. <laughs> 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 no, I right. think Cliff notes. I think it's it's like as I it's like as I said about Colin, you know, to be a a good filmer or whatever, or to be or to even be a, like I could even say like as a as a kendama player, like there's a particular you know roundedness and. I don't want to say roundness, but I think it's about the whole package. You know, I think the people like even both of those guys that I mentioned, um, especially like Adrian, it's like his stuff looks a certain way and it complements how he's playing. And it's just, it's a whole like package thing and you just feel it and get it all instantly. And it has, has a purpose behind it. And, and, I mean, especially if you're a film, I mean, especially if you're a filmer, as I said, I, I said before, you only learn through edit, you learn through editing, truly. So if you like, it does nothing to just sit with, with footage on a drive because you won't learn anything. Like the real, your real chops, which like, we really learn rhythm, cadence, composition, it's all in editing. So yeah there you go so, that's what, so if you want to learn, learn if you want to get better yeah you just got to sit down and do it now's the time right now yeah, yeah right i was thinking like yeah to m- most people just don't or are also, afraid to say, fail I, I would stay up like yeah but 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 now but but now it's not now it's not about that you know what i mean like every every trick's been done like I mean, obviously, I guess there's kids who are still trying to like do the best trick, but it's not like in life, it's not about being the best, you know, it's about becoming like the maximum version of yourself. And so to me, it's not about what you do with the kendama, but how, how you do with the kendama, Hell you yeah. know, and Rod, I think like you're especially someone who like encapsulates that. I mean, like, obviously your kendama play is amazing, but also how you play the kendama is so unique and special, you know? And, like, you've just been doing your own thing and you've always stayed true to that. And so you've just been maximizing who you are through kendama, you know? And obviously you see that in just the way that you, the way that you just swing spike, you know what I mean? Like, to me, that's the most interesting thing. Like, I... I don't care about the infinite taps. I just want to know how you swing spike and how you airplay. <laughs> you know, that's that that goes all the way back that's to like Shimadera. Goes back to like the way the OG cro- like Kendama DK edits. The things these are the things that I love. So it's I don't think it's about lacing the nastiest thing or whatever. You know, it's just about mm-hmm. like who you are with Kendama. Who's the spirit of the person behind the Kendama? Where do you where do you set up your shot? You know, what's your vibe like? I think that's it. There you go. There you go. Hell yeah. 
All right. So that was all the questions from Patreon. Let's hear, let's pick up just a few good ones from Instagram. A couple of the bangers. Get those Insta bangers. Yeah. Well, here's, here's a, here's an easy one. It should be a yes or no. Are you still pro for Chrome? No. There we go. Um, but but we're still but we're still homies. Right. It's, yeah. all, it's all good. It's all good love. It's all yeah. good love. Yeah. I see uh, on their on their uh accounts, on their website, you are still on the team, you're still very, very expensive to purchase. And oh, I know. I know. There <laughs> is, I rise, uh, is there is there any background story behind that last picture of you in the red shirt? Is that you super, super pixelated picture? Looks like a Dude, green Ozora. Let me get a look at this. I don't even know what picture. <laughs> they snuck that is, one in bro. there. Yeah. <laughs> oh God! Wow. Does it? I don't know what picture you guys are talking about either. We're gonna have to throw this one up on the Instagram. Speaking you of got those two. Oh, hold on, hold on. Let me. Sh- I can share my screen, right? Wait, hold Bam. on. Where? I only have it? two. No. Bam. Hold on. Richard, where are you Here looking at me? Is it sharing? Is it sharing? You see yeah, it? it is. Yeah. Oh, this one. Oh, that is a nice <laughs> yeah, shirt. Dude. Wow. Where are you finding that? Oh, that's oh, that's only on the Chrome Ken Damage JP. Dude, that's some limited. That's shit, only bro. on the Japan side. Eh? They got that <laughs> picture the of the young ballad with the green sword. Dude, look at look at the grip there, bro. Yeah, that, look, that is a grip. That, that you got, like that's. Dude, that, you're holding that it video. like you're like shaking a fist at like your Italian and <laughs> yes. shaking your fist or yes. something. Dude, that video, <laughs> that video, the title of it is called Kendama Sesh. Mm. Is the video, and I used to hold the Kendama like this, and in that video, I just do like Moshikame, and then like I tap it once, and then I just end it, and that's the video. Hell yeah! And, and, and Nick's in that video, and then he comes in and he does like a big cup tap, and that's it. That's sick. Is that one on the uh, the old WKT Facebook? I think it is. Yeah, actually, I, I I should say that a while ago, I I made a Vimeo account that's only for Wenatchee Kendama team. It's Wenatchee Kendama team like Vimeo account, mm-hmm. and I backlogged everything on there so oh, because like our, oh yeah our, yeah. yeah. Our edits were like spread out over Facebook and Vimeo and like random places, mm-hmm. and I, I I cataloged it all there. So Sick. if you ever want to, you can go find both of the films in like their unadulterated audio or their like their true audio because like on YouTube, some, it cuts some it audio cuts is missing yeah, yeah, or yeah. something. So um, on the Vimeo, everything's there, including some of like these super old edits. Fuck nice. yes, good to know. All right. Uh, okay, last one. Can we look forward to a full-length project anytime soon? We know that if you listen to what well, you haven't, Matt, but uh, Keith mentioned, if OBM, <laughs> if he, he mentioned, he was like, if if people, if the WKT wanted to get back together, he's like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say do, no. Do another video. Yeah, Keith's where we are, where we are now. Pound. Yeah, Keith's the biggest proponent. We actually, we after where we are, we spoke about it quite a lot, and we had the code name OBM, which was which was the acronym for One Big Movie. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and and we used to talk about OBM all the time, like in secret, and we would just like be together, and then he would be like, "Go OBM," and I'd be like, "I don't know, bro. 
That's sick. No, well, you, you guys are going to have to get yeah. together and talk about yeah. OBM in secret again so the rest of us can talk about it in public. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Truly. I think he's, yeah, Keith and I need to tell us soon. So we'll see. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah, man. This is, this is, we, we were right. This was a nostalgic episode. We went Ooh, deep. That's why we had to go so deep. Man. Yeah, we had guys, to. That yeah. was, was like almost three hours. Wow. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, close. we've been recording for like two hours, 45 minutes. We'll see what yeah. it gets to after I chop it up a little bit, maybe. Not yeah, yeah. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, still so good. Matt, thank you yeah. so much for joining us on this journey back to down memory lane and, oh, and just God. to pick your brain about some of the things that you saw as you were coming up, as the, the things that you created, the history that you created for the Kendama scene, and you know, just a little bit of what you're up to now. It's super great, and I'm sure a lot of people are gonna get a lot of value out of this one. Dude, yeah. it's so great to see you guys both. And <laughs> I, I, I know, I know everyone always, you're always listening to podcasts. will say, "Yeah, man, thanks for having me on the show." <laughs> but, but, but really, it's, it's actually been really nice to talk uh, with you guys. And I have so much love for Kendama and the whole community, truly. And you know, oh, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm so grateful. So I'm, I'm so happy to share and spend time with you guys. So thank you for, for inviting me. Yeah, man. Well, I think I could speak for everybody. We all still love you too, buddy. As much as mm. from day one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hell yeah. I'll make another, you know, surprise appearance soon somewhere. Oh yeah. yeah. We'll all be looking forward to it, buddy. Right. And right. I guess it's only at the after show. Oh yeah. That's fine. It's fine. <laughs> as long as you get there. Yeah, right. But hell yeah. Yeah, I guess you nerds already know. I keep we keep saying it. Hit us oh, up yeah. on the Patreon, Kendertainment. Hells yeah. Support the nerds and the crazy Ken games and all the madness that MJ gets up to. And yep, yep. Yeah, get yourself I'm trying some to parts, edit, get some of those some more. 45 minute questions in there at the end of a map. Oh, yeah. Maybe, you know, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> you really never know. But I just want to say, yeah, again, thank you to everyone who has been supporting on there for the longest time. People who are jumping on recently, just thank you so much. It means the world. And just if, if that's not your boat, you know, just. Share the Dhamma, share, share uh, these videos and, and the, these podcasts that we're doing to someone who's maybe just getting into Dhamma, who maybe is curious yeah. about the history, about the players. Uh, some Play of the, it for your friends. Yeah. Nerd out with a friend. Nerd out with a friend. That's what, it, that's what it's all about. Hell yeah. That's so... why they make two headphones. You can share <laughs> one with a friend. <laughs> that is really what it's all about. But yeah, That is thank what you. it's all about. Thank you, dude. Oh man, I just want to say I need. I'm so sad when I saw Akimoto with that T-shirt. I was like, "Where the hell did you get that?" Because <laughs> I want one. That's right, what it's I, all about. There may be one in my house, at my house somewhere, in my parents' house. So I'll have a look the next time I'm there. So man, or like even limited, limited runs. Oh limited man. Runs. Or if, if it's cool, man, I would oh. like to reproduce some for you guys or some shit. I don't even oh, yeah. know, Bro, but of course. dude, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. those do are it. classic. Dude, but, that's that what it's all about. <laughs> yeah. That would be yeah. amazing. Yeah. So you can also dude, you should just redo it, but do it like way better. Like, like you can take it and like turn it into like <laughs> just just a better font. <laughs> like whatever I see, like any of shirts that I made at yeah. that time, I'm just like, what was I thinking in terms of that font? So <laughs> you're way more 
tuned in on the design. So <laughs> you should just take that phrase and make it something amazing. That'd be really dude, cool. It would be amazing. Oh, yeah. Whoa, shit. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. dudes, right. nerds, Wait, thank you so much to talk about. for joining us in this epic episode. New record, I think, for us. Yeah, the length we, of this we, one. We defeated Ben Harold. We got the the new record. Yeah, nice. nice. I guess there's nothing left to say except for on that note, yep. the nerds are out. Out. Man, the